This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ, RJ Miller. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week we're donning those top knots again, going mm-hmm. about honor for three and a half hours as we watch spines 310 and 311 in the criterion collection masaki kobayashi's samurai rebellion from 1967 and hideo Mm. gosha's sword of the beast from 1965 from the Mm. what is it the samurai sword 60 sword play samurai collection is it called the sword play collection i didn't know that (laughs) i think so that's not ideal is it part one of the well of the of the box set. It's how many right, how many ha- parts? Two. Mm. No, why don't we just call this a day? But first oh. Yes. Uh how's uh attempted home ownership going there, bud? It's not ideal. It's not ideal. No. We uh hit a couple forks, hit a couple spoons. Oh, and spoons. uh what those knives. You gotta watch out for those mm. knives. No, I don't. I don't mess around with that stuff. Oh, stick, stick it right in you, right in the ribs. I don't mess around with that stuff. Um, suffice it to say, Jarrett, we are still looking. Without home. Without home. Yeah, we currently live behind the Pizza Hut. Do you remember that old adage, Jarrett? You remember that oh, one? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It takes me back five odd years. It takes you back to the past. Yeah. Yeah, when things were good. <sighs> they were differently terrible do you remember when we predicted the pandemic like five years ago yeah classic classic and if you don't believe us you just got to go back and listen to all of the Mm -hmm. all of the podcast episodes to find out prove rj wrong sure sure check out check out his uh now taken down youtube channel (laughs) well truth check truth check yeah it's called the freedom cast yeah that's like the sub that's one of the sub shows you you have a lot to say as you yeah, sit in yeah. your car with your uh wraparound glasses and mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. baseball hat you have opinions and they must be heard you read some stuff i mean my opinions are, are being heard that's the only reason i do this is so that you have to listen to them oh. i can't convince Jared to listen otherwise but he will listen while i'm talking here now what Sorry, I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. Well, I'll get you one way or the other. Yeah. You know I will. Yeah, someone, someone a Trojan horse uh, will post on Reddit, and they'll be like, hey, what's the what's the deal with this Max Landis guy? I, I heard he created COVID, and I heard it on YouTube once, and I was like, what? Which, where did you hear this? And then it turns out, there it is on Truth Check. Really, really. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, I'm unaware of this thing, but it does sound good. Mm-hmm. Like it, uh, it's a great I service mean, they they provide. Good people. I mean, as long as they've vetted their information. No, no, no. Oh. no. It's not about that. It's not about expertise. Do, do, okay. Do they have any comments or ideas on uh, other famous people? I don't know. Maybe like Ferris Bueller, that guy. What's that guy up to? Uh, old Broderick. Well, yeah. all they need to know is what comes from their gut. What What does come from the gut? Um, stomach acid. And uh, there's gut flora. You gotta keep, gotta um, keep, gotta keep that healthy. You gotta, you gotta. You don't want hey, the runs. Ever, you ever heard of that surgery where people have like intestinal problems with like the bacteria in their intestines that they get like yeah. the, the the diarrhea from, or not? It doesn't have to be diarrhea. 
but like you know the stool from a, a healthy person and then they put it inside the unhealthy person uh, i've read all about it over on truth check uh are you now just hear me out yeah would you do it are you interested uh no i'm not in the market actually rj why not my, my guts are fine yeah but are they really though they're pretty good when's the last time that you've had to throw out throw out a pair of underpants zero well that can't be true <laughs> i don't know i don't know what's going on rj i know there's uh i know there's issues in your mm-hmm. in behind the pizza hut and yeah. uh you're going through toilets left and right and clearly yes. you're you're tossing out under ruse at, well, at, at an alarming rate that we should all be concerned about should you see your physician i mean i they they, they won't see me anymore they say it's a personal problem. Just keep talking about the website. Just gotta stop doing that. They don't want to hear about it anymore. Quit calling them. Quit harassing say, them. That's a. Uh, remember that. Uh, you remember that Adams family one. Hello, Sally. It's like, please, Mister Adams, <laughs> stop calling us. Well, it's good stuff. Are you gonna watch Adams Family this? Uh, this no, I'm, uh, I'm fine. Over? I'm good. No, no, it's a good show. I watched it like two years ago. I'm good. Hey, did you did you post your Creeptober list? No, I don't do that. Uh, are you gonna post it at, like while you watch them though, or uh, yeah, sure. No, no yeah. lists anymore. Wow, I've got the list. I usually save it up. Then, then I—that's it's for me. It's my list. And then, as I watch them, people see what I've watched over the course of the month. How can people compare and uh, try to keep pace with you if you don't post your list? I don't care. Damn it! Damn it, RJ! It's Friday. Friday. And it's, yeah, and I know. It, be, it begins. Well, you, you'll Do probably start. Do you okay. have your novelty vampire teeth ready? Not only do I have them, I also have my novelty Wolfman underpants. Yeah. Do you have a, a little candy dish that's got a hand that's like robotic and motion sensor and it reaches in and somebody mm. gets their Reese's peanut butter cup or what have you and they grabs them and they go, ah. I, I don't have that, but I, I did hear a story from my realtor recently Jared. oh no that a few years ago many years ago a uh, a different realtor was showing a property on halloween so they uh these this young couple went into this house to uh see it and they're like yeah it's a it's a um like an old retired lady she just lives in this house and they went oh okay uh all the lights were off when they went in they're like they're like oh it's kind of dark in here and then they see like a figure on the chair and they turn on the lights and it's kind of like a scarecrow and they're like oh they got us Halloween, cool, cool, and they start walking around, and then the figure Jarrett kind of gets up and goes and turns the lights off again, and they went, "Excuse me," <laughs> they said, "Is this house haunted?" They got real scared, and then the, apparently it was the homeowner, the lady, and she took the ma- like a mask off or something. She thought it was hilarious, and then she left. Uh, the people did not purchase the property. <laughs> mm, they really killed the sale on that one. I, I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. I would have been on board with that. No. What about you? Would you have liked that? Um, I mean, if I liked the house enough, I, I wouldn't have cared. I guess. Yeah. Would you? Because I'm, 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 I'm not. Like trying, I'm not trying to buy the old lady in the scarecrow outfit. I mean. Well, I did. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, uh, but maybe she comes to the house. I don't know. Maybe, say, maybe I didn't maybe, disclose I, the conditions. Damn! Just didn't read that fine print, and I got this old lady gets gets to stay here forever. Yeah. Re- Hunter. And uh, she goes about her day, you know. Mm. She does what she does. Okay. So, anyways. Beautiful thing. Hell of a thing. 
Sure. Creeptober. Sure it it's upon us. Are you excited? Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you're not. You're not at all. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I hope I have time for uh, for the for the movie you, shows. Are you going to knock back a, at least one a day on average? Yeah. If I not, if not every day, you'll make up for it. I should and be able does, to hit and, 30. And, no and does your wife understand the, the what's happening? That it's like sorry, s- sorry, honey, I can't go see that house with you. My wife, I said, my wife, Pop- I gotta watch the movies. I need to watch Leprechaun. <laughs> I can't. They keep taking it off whenever it's during March. They take it off, and during Halloween, they take it off. It's only available during like Christmas and summer. I'm not gonna watch Leprechaun during Christmas and summer. Exactly. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's she's usually a pretty good sport about it for the first like two weeks at least, mm-hmm. and then and, it until the you're just like what Argus is down there watching those movies with all the screaming women. It's not always screaming women. Sometimes she always comes down when it's like naked women, and I'm yeah. like, I, it's not porn. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know what I mean. <laughs> that's not my penis. It's. I'm telling you, I didn't do anything. Don't don't, don't take the blanket off of me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know what it is, RJ, over there. It's, wow. It's disgusting. It's wow. disgusting. I won't stand for it. Well, do you have any other disgusting details about your life to share? Um. Hmm. Cre- yeah, it's Creeptober, baby. I don't oh. know. I've... Are Are you excited? Um, I was a little bummed out by the Criterion Channel's offering this this time around. Last year was pretty cool. This one's like, oh, the Universal horror movies, and not not all of them. It's like what twelve? Just some. It's like twelve. Like, oh, uh, that's it. Not as good. You're not doing that. Uh, you still haven't done that after all this time. Who me? A, a deep dive on the Universal. I'm too busy watching other stuff. I guess. I don't know. I could have done it this year. I could do it next year. Like just, just hey, you, you got a job now. You can just order these movies, or order the whole set. Yeah. Uh, I, I have some of the Universal films. Just, we'll get them all again. I've acquired them mm-hmm. by legal means. Yeah, nice and legal. Nice and legal. Nice. My, 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 my favorite kind of means. Yeah, it's legal. Though sometimes In Guatemala, illicit means have their appeal. Well, a lot of people suggest I do that, but you know, I just um, just can't do it, Jared. Can't do it. Can't do it. So we get ten emails yet, or what? Nope. Bunch of a lot of failure going on uh, from all quarters, from this side of the microphone to your ears, ladies and germs. Ooh, look at that! Look what you did there. You called the guys germs. <laughs> did you do that on purpose, or was that just a? Uh... A never, happy accident. You never heard that before? It's like a shitty stand-up comedian? No, right. I've never heard that before. It's, that's new to me. Really? Yeah, I've wow. never heard that one before. Wow, it's fresh material. Yeah, I don't know. Be careful. I don't know not, that, that, and that's when you say, be careful with that one. It's an antique. Oh. That, that implies that it's an oldie. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's an old joke, which means it must not be fresh or good. We only We don't want old, stale, stank jokes. Well, then why are they listening to this podcast? I don't, oh, I, I, don't. Booey. I don't know. I don't know You're, why. Why? Why are you listening, people? Do you remember Baba Booey, Jarrett? No. You don't know Baba Booey? No. No Baba Booey's for you? No. Is this something about Adam Sandler? 
Uh, no, I think that's um, Howard Stern. Okay. Not Probably. Care. I don't care. It's um, it's a it's a funny sound, Jarrett. Like mm-hmm. Kiowa, uh, oh. Seattle, Oy. Cucamonga. Okay. All right. Do you remember Cucamonga? Uh huh. Hey, you know what? I didn't watch a single episode of this week. What? I think you should leave. How come? It didn't happen. <laughs> well, that's kind of a, so. You've only seen two episodes so yep. far. Still, still only on those first two episodes. I'd have to uh, give a shit, I guess. <laughs> uh, it was good, but I don't know. It didn't happen. Interesting. I know you were thinking about it, but I did, mean, I was. Yeah, but hey, just, what emails, RJ? Emails. Females? Nope. That is me shaking my head in the negative. Oh. So we lost uh, the few we had. Yeah, we were up to eight last week. Now down to six. Next, yeah. and fuck, we're not going to be on doing emails for weeks. Several weeks potentially. It's going to be three weeks, folks. I don't know if you realize this. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should clear this up right now because no one listens oh. to the very end. Sure. So That's next, true. so next week is a skip week. Woo! The week after that. That's ghoul school part what? What are we on? Part 16? Uh, I don't know. You're the one who keeps counting. I don't know. It's It'll be somewhere. It's way up there. Maybe 15? Hmm. Way up there. Okay. And then the week after that, we'll be doing part two of this samurai swordplay stuff. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, the week after that, another ghoul school. Allegedly. And then we'll be back like clockwork with Pickpocket, that Bresson movie. What's that? Uh, I don't know. It's got hands. Hands? Hands. Like the like Irish, I- like Irishman, Irishman style hands. Okay. Does it have pants as well, though? Because the Irishman also has pants. Mm. Uh, well, we'll find out together. It's been a okay. while since I've seen it. I don't recall pants. So they might not be there. It could hmm. be a pantsless affair. Everyone's just, uh, uh, poo bearing it. Who? The, the, the cast. Oh, was that? That's not bad, is it? But poo bearing? Yeah, it's a choice. I think we all we all make that choice one one day or another. Are you doing it right now, Dylan? Ah, Fru, Fru, Dylan Fru, with an email. He was just here last week. He, he, I know, and he's for, and he's back first in it's the like, email bag. It's like you never left. Writing from New Mexico. What? Howdy. Oh, yeah, that's where he lives. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Howdy, gents. Thanks for having me on the pod last week. It was a real hoot and a holler. Apologies Ooh. to everyone for my terrible sound. I will now regale you it's with fine. the anecdote behind this. I have a microphone and an audio interface, but in moving it many times, I lost the 9-volt core that powers the machine. One might think this is easy to replace, But, in fact, I spent many hours in the last two weeks buying and returning various cords until my computer died entirely, and I decided, fuck it. I also wanted to sneak a a Bob and Doug McKenzie joke in there somewhere, but alas, I forgot. My mind is weak from being jujitsued so many times. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it does happen. No. It does happen. I I feel like we were jujitsued. I mean, I I don't even know if Dylan was real. Like, if he was actually here? Yeah. I mean, is are any of us actually here, Jarrett? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Is anyone alive? I'm sending this email from the great 
state of New Mexico. I am currently on the run from the Creeps Nation, who have tailed me across the border with terrifying speed. I fear I won't be able to escape my fate this time. There are already cameras operational all around this building. I think they're going mm -hmm. to the vanishing me. Anywho, mm -hmm. I hope to come back on sometime. Maybe The Virgin Spring, another black and white rape classic, or mm -hmm. Ozu in late spring, or even Kislowski for Le Dove. Uh, Le Dove uh, Le double V de Veronique. Le double V for Dylan Free? I just call it the double life of Veronica. Who? Perhaps the fabled electricity cord will play in my favor by then. Mm. Also, where's that famous chocolate bar commercial? Oh, Dylan, I, I got you covered, buddy. That, yeah, that, that, was, posted. that I, was posted. Yes, by me. RJ failed to live to his end of the bargain. Well, you posted, you were it, like, you didn't even give me like eight hours before you posted it. Oh, it was, it was. You gotta give me more than eight six, hours. 16. Sure. I give you twice the allotted time. No, it was, uh, it was less than eight hours. Hope you boys can handle some Kobayashi on your own. I'm sure you can. So have a great show. Dylan mm -hmm. F owner and operator of the Froger machine. Feeder of millions certified and RJ approved. Incel. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I've it's I've been very public. I'm, I'm under the belief that most of the people here are incels, the hosts included. Mm -hmm. Especially, so, especially one of them. Especially one. No. We're talking about the same guy, right? Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Nice uh, to hear from my friend. Perfect. I just sent you a thing. You'll have to click on to expand it because <sighs> it is it is very wide. Um, Shit. Oliver Granger. Fuck. Okay. Uh, with an email entitled "Number One Play Ryan Pup." I just got an email uh, from the cinema, which is closed here with no date of reopening. I present to you a game. Here are the taglines and the first few pixels of four movie posters. Which movie is each tagline talking about? Scroll down for answers. Okay, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> I so, got this. Okay, so we have four. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the far left, we've got number one in the world. Uh, Shang-Chi. Okay. Uh, I think you got I think you nailed that. I, there's like a yellow thing in there that, that looks real marvelly, like oh. the yellow energy beams. Okay, uh, good. Uh, Playtime is over. Playtime is over. Um, Smurfs three, I think. Smurfs uh, three. Answer is Boss Baby. Damn. Damn. Okay. Uh, number three. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, is that the new guy? The one he has out right now? New guy? Free guy. Free guy? Is that what it's called? Free guy? Yeah. Okay. And the pups are back. Um, Cruella? Cruella DeVille? <laughs> is, it, uh, is it Cruella? It is Paw Patrol, the movie. Ah, shit. Into? Well, RJ, you got one and a half correct. Well, how many did you get? Um, I got definitely one correct because I saw Which this one? earlier. Uh, uh, the free guy. I think it's uh, just 
Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> like, of course. He's of my course. favorite. And number one in the movie, I uh, I couldn't quite see the yellow that you were talking about, the glowy Do you thing see it now, though? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that just look like a Marvel thing? It does. Yeah. When are you going to watch Shang-Chi? When are or you, when are you going to? When are you going, RJ? When are you going to? Are you going to watch it on Disney Plus? If it's on there. I mean, actually, I haven't watched a lot of the... I don't think I've seen, like, the last five or six standalone Marvel movies, so... There hasn't been that many. <laughs> you probably the haven't last. seen... You haven't seen Black Widow. No. And did I you, haven't... And you, did you watch Spider-Man the second? Yeah, I saw that one. That, but I, think, I, I think you might be caught up then, right? Because it's, like, Black Widow and Shang-Chi. Oh, no, there was a couple more. I didn't see Ant-Man 2. Well, that's before Endgame, though, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't, but I, I mean like standalones. I didn't see that. I didn't watch uh, Black Panther. I didn't mm. watch. Uh, you saw. I don't know. I had. You saw Captain Marvel though, didn't you? Yeah, and that one was real bad. Real bad. Okay. Yeah. What else have I not watched? I didn't watch. Okay, I didn't watch Black Widow. I didn't watch. Well, this isn't a complete list. The fuck. Oh, Jarrett, what is up with these non-complete lists? These, these lists. Who made these lists? This horseshit. I don't know. I haven't seen a. I haven't seen a hand. A good handful of them. Bo- bozos. Bozos. I'm not gonna watch. Not gonna watch the new Captain Marvel. I'm not gonna watch Eternals. I'm probably not gonna. I don't know. I saw a thing today. Tom Holland. The new Spider-Man is the most ambitious film ever made. I can't stand that people <laughs> what? do that now. Is it? Where it's like the most ambitious film ever made. And it's yeah, like. Oh, yeah. It's really going out on a limb, yeah. I'm sure. Do, do you think he's seen Lawrence of Arabia? Um, He's heard good things about it. Uh, do you think he's seen Waterworld? Because that was a pretty ambitious film. Ambition oh. doesn't mean good. Mm-hmm. You well, know. He's also heard good things about it. About Waterworld? Yeah. Well, uh, you you can't watch it anymore because Joss Joss Whedon got uh, got you know. No, he didn't. I think he's still he's still lurking. Oh. Okay. Well, maybe he didn't get caught. I don't know. They they they're uh, they're getting close though. Next time, maybe. This time, baby. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched those. I do want to watch Suicide Squad, but it's only um, it's available for rent, but it's like thirty bucks. Yeah. Uh, just and I was like, just uh, just wait another three months. It'll yeah, be, and then it'll, it'll be, be free, a... just like Mortal Kombat. Ooh, do you think that? Yeah, that's a Creeptober pick. Is it? <laughs> I don't it's, know. It's, it's got it's got that Goro. It's got Goro in it. So, when when else is, would Goro be appropriate? Well, I mean year All, round. Year round, yeah, summer. exactly. So yeah, so then he definitely qualifies for Creeptober. I know you're a big Goro'sman. Mm-hmm. He's got all those arms. <laughs> How could I say no? What would you do with two extra arms? Oh, man. Huh? Uh, huh? I, I can't even talk about it on this podcast. It's just that inappropriate, RJ. Wow. He would, uh, he'd use it to make um, Goro fan art. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I see through you. Mm-hmm. I can see through you. Okay. What were you talking about? We're talking about Sam Loveland. Oh, baby. The sex w- machine. With an so. email entitled email Ooh, i like that to the point to the point hey Uh creeps i didn't know dylan was from colorado springs how would you know that sam (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, how does anyone know anything? You know? <laughs> oh, Sam. He's still with us yeah. in here. He's still with us in here. Uh, a fun fact about me is that my top choice when I was applying for colleges back in high school was Colorado College, located in Colorado Springs. It's nice to have some Mount Standard Time representation in media. As the least populated time zone, I feel like we have to stick together. Although, that being said, I'd love to move to the East Coast. Damn. He See, if he could... Could you imagine if I had stayed and Sam Loveland had been there and Dylan Fra had been there maybe us three would be doing the podcast and you and sam and sanchez would just be uh i don't know doing something else <laughs> living our lives for just doing something ha- else we'd be happy yeah potentially potentially okay what else is going on with that crazy guy you guys discussed love scenes on the last episode oh god no and while Holy there's many man. interesting ones I can think of, I would like to just offer the entire movie Crash, the Cronenberg one. What makes that movie so enthralling, I think, is the sort of clinical distance the film takes from its explicit content. While the mm. sex scenes are entertaining and visually stunning, they're not necessarily exciting in a sexual way. I could probably watch the car wash scene a thousand times. I'd also like to politely disagree with Dylan saying sex scenes are usually unnecessary and remind everyone that film is a visual medium that sometimes has narrative mm. elements and not the other way around. Damn, he's going for it. Going he's really it. throwing he's it at him. Going for the throat. Although I gotta say, I didn't think Paul Haggis' crash had that much many sex scenes. <laughs> I, no kidding. Uh, someone recently... Crazy on Twitter uh, re- uh, unearthed some some classic Roger Ebert, uh, who I believe gave Crash like two stars or something like that. Paul Higgis' N- one? N- yeah, no. Cronenberg. Oh. Cronenberg, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, and I believe he said, I wish someone would like lavish this sort of attention on my fetishes. What do you think his fetishes were? Oh, my tits. That's about Todd Salon's-based stuff? Um, let's take a look here. I know he was uh he was definitely a breast man. I actually gave the Crash three and a half stars. He was a breast man. How oh, can you say that? Oh, he's he loves he loves those uh, Russ Meyer movies, and he definitely I don't know. He left it's on it's on the page in his star ratings of certain types of movies. You're like, why does he like this movie? And then you go, oh, because of breasts. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. This year, Roger Ebert's concluding paragraph for Crash from 1997. It's like a porno movie made by a computer. It downloads gigabytes of information about sex. It discovers our love affair with cars, and it combines them in a mistaken algorithm. The result is challenging, Mm. courageous, and original. A dissection of the mechanics of pornography. I admired it, although I cannot say I liked it. It goes on a bit too Mm. long. Afterward, I found myself wishing a major director would lavish this kind of love and attention on a movie about my fetishes. <laughs> Did he continue to say what they are or no? Hard stop. Hard stop. I mean, if I, if I had picked up this review and it started with, it's like a porno, I probably wouldn't have finished. He, he, that, that's not the hook I was looking for. You know what I mean? Just not quite there. Just not quite there. It's just not quite there for me. And that's too bad because porno. You know? Do you know about porno, Jarrett? Porno. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else is going on over there? Uh, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 
uh, that being said, Sam continues, I sort of relate to Crash, the mm. being an accidents part, not the horny part. As this past wow. weekend, I was in a minor bike accident. Oh, shit. I was riding my bike through a poorly lit neighborhood and crashed into some garbage cans that were left in the bike lane. I didn't fall off or anything, but I did scrape up my fingers and bruise the knuckle on my right index finger. Not as mm. silly as falling off of a skateboard in your garage, but still a dumb way to get into Wow, come on. Please, no garbage can jokes, Smiley face. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Sam. It was, it was the bike. It was the it bike. It was the bike. I, I, sure. Again, I, I, I imagine, I, I envision this sort of like Pooh Bear, as in Winnie, uh, experience sure. where uh, someone got stuck in a garbage can. Yeah. Do and they're like, oh, I got. The, and they're like, what happened, Sam? And go, oh, I, uh, I was riding my bike. It's like you don't own a bike. <laughs> Wait, what? It's all over your face. You got like, what's that? Chocolate all over your face? And it, was, it was immaculate. Is that a sanitary napkin? Because it was immaculate, mm-hmm. Jarrett. It seems like garbage just finds mm-hmm. Sam. You know, where does he get into these wild hijinks? Will he ever stop? No one knows. No one knows, Jarrett. Interesting. 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 Mm-hmm. One question before I let you all go. You may have answered this before. Oh, RJ's tired. But do either of you play any instruments? I have some stuff to make uh, noise music, and I recently picked up guitar, which has been very rewarding. Very rewarding. Interested, as always, to hear what you have to say. Thanks for your time, and have a good show. Sam, slam, love machine, love hund. Yeah. I'm all on board for that. I'm all on board for hey, that. You, you like instruments, RJ? I played the jug. No. The brown jug? Yeah, I had a I had a recorder in grade five. A recorder? Yeah. Could you do uh, hot cross buns or what? Oh, yeah, baby. You've never heard a rendition like that before until you heard mine. Really? No. Really? No. See, I think it's people a hor- would think it's that a, hor- would... a horrid instrument. What the recorder? Yeah. <laughs> well, it can be mass produced. It's for the masses, Jared. Yeah. It's produced for the masses. Yeah. Do you well, see? Yeah, I, I hear. I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. I remember um, yeah. the bells at like Christmas concerts. I remember doing that one year. Just like bells? What are you talking about? Uh, you know those fancy. You never, you never saw that when you were like at uh, Christmas concerts. Just like uh, a bl- a bell. Yeah, you had like the fancy white gloves, and then there's those bells, what? and they they come in a big black case, and these things are like very. I mean, for like a kid, they seem very large, and you just flick them, and you have to like follow along. Jarrett, when you were doing this bell concert, was there anyone else in the room, or was there, it just like one oh, person in the crowd? This was a uh, part of the variety sh- show, I guess. What what else, what other varieties did they have uh, on display? I think there was some manger crap uh, at some point. But you went to a public school. Why would you guys have a major manger? Of course we, because it's just it's, it's all it's all Christmas, RJ. Why? What about the war on Christmas, Jared? I thought uh, that's what you guys over well, in uh, back, the hell the back, hell spa. Back before September 11th, we didn't have a war on Christmas. Oh, it's just after. Yeah, that's that's when oh. it began, and then after that's one of the nine eleven wars was the See, war I, on Christmas. Okay. See, I thought that uh, I thought you guys weren't allowed to do that stuff just by choice, by choice. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't by really choice. think. I didn't really. I didn't really think about it at the time. 
Uh, I think I think maybe the next year they really cracked down on that because uh, it was some sort of secular version of something about um, something about the hippos crashed the dance or something. Hmm. The hippos crashed the dance. Yeah. <clears throat> Could you elaborate? Uh, I don't know. Crashed the when the hippos crashed the dance. Look at that. I, I'm not making this crap up. I mean. You could have easily, you could have very easily created this website beforehand. (laughs) And made made, made up all these children? Yeah. (laughs) Well, who's to say you didn't? Uh, Yeah, I remember uh, I was not, I was part of the production crew. I was on Lights. Wow. Me and and Mike Robertson. Lights McDuncan, eh? My my co-director on Capes, the movie. Reich Mobertson? Yep. Huh, interesting. So we got lights. We worked we we, we, we studied here. under um a uh a drama professor from the university whose daughter we went to school with and he, he took it all very seriously. Was he a real guy, Jarrett? He was. When you were was he though? Yeah. Okay. I Good. kinda believe you. I wasn't in place. I was doing fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone. Like, I think I think it was uh I think we were drafted into it though. I don't know if there was much like of a you choice. Had to? Yeah, yeah, we were oh. we were conscripts. And well, it's I like, mean, well, do you want to be a hippo or do you want to be a light man? <laughs> and you didn't want to be the hippo. Being a hippo sounds cool. No, no, I, I, I was, my my interest lied in production, looking at the, and like learning that script, knowing when the light changes had to happen. Mm. Oh yeah, buddy. I mean, someone would tell you, and if you didn't get it right, then <laughs> yeah, re- someone would tell I, you it was replaceable. Yeah, you are. We're all replaceable, Jared. Like, all right, you're a hippo. Yeah. Um, well. Yeah. Oh. Well. Oh, the hijinks! The hijinks of. Actually, we had a lot of free reign back then. Uh, probably. I'm not sure if that was a common thing in elementary, and like in those in those upper grades, you know, five and six. What do you mean by free reign? Like you. Oh well, because there was supposed to be like um, oh, what was it called? Amateur club. Amateur club. Yeah. Sounds like a bunch of amateurs. Exactly, RJ. And so it was like, the idea was like once a month, it was just to fill in like time the teachers didn't want to teach, I'm I'm assuming. Uh, Kids could just do stuff. But we totally hijacked it. We we turned it into like a variety show. And when you did that, did it make you feel, did it make you feel strong? It made me feel like a big man. Yeah. Did you feel big? Yeah. When you hijacked yeah, for your own enjoyment, no. Jarrett? Uh, I definitely, One kid probably has never forgot about that. You know that? No. Oh, they loved it. They, we, did, we did a game show and everything. It was, mm. it was good times. Well, I'll look into this. Com- I know, pe- high, I know some people. High comedy. Fresh. I know some people. I can look into it. Yeah. I'll try. I'll see what I can do. Ask around. Because, because see, it was so successful because it was only for like the one grade. That when we went to the next grade, they let us continue it over, and we unfolded both classes into it. We we and had we had that kind of stroke. What kind of stroke? What would that be? The power, the power, RJ. That little taste. Jeez. You know, okay. Don't let me ever have that power, RJ, ever again. You wouldn't. Everything like I do is to try to quelch your your power. I, feel, I, I think I think that's uh that's true for a lot of people. They want to keep me down. They don't want well, they don't want my uh un- unchecked ego to flourish. 
We all know what failed artists can become. <laughs> Remember <laughs> 1940s Germany, yeah. Jared? Yeah. Yeah. There was a guy there. Name was Yo- uh, yeah. Johannes, and he was a bad dude. He was a bad guy. Yeah. The less said, the better, RJ. The less oh. said, the better. Oh, I see. No. Interesting. Interesting. So far, what? these these emails, I'm loving them. I'm loving them. Okay. And, uh, okay. Th- there's a thread emerging here. These are all people who've been on the podcast. Oh, I thought you said there's a threat emerging. And oh, I was like, is no. someone just calling a bomb threat? What's going on over <laughs> well, there? It might be. It could be a bomb threat. Justin Peterson, his Holy email is shit. entitled Columbo. Oh, pizza pie. Which could Columbo be. Columbo ate pizza. Get down. What? I don't know. What? <laughs> Get down. It's a Columbo. Oh. What? <laughs> hey, Jared and RJ. What's happening? I over there. Yeah. First off, I wanted to congratulate Dylan Fru on an excellent appearance on the show and thank mm-hmm. him for trying to add MVP to my title. Not sure why my nickname uh, as friend of the show, Big Russia Boy, Justin Peterson, the MVP, has never stuck. I guess I should take it as a compliment that you guys just leave it at Justin Peterson. Enough said. I mean, yeah. it's uh, As I've described before, sometimes nicknames are hard. Dylan is now just... Uh, Fru. Just his last name said wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So, Dylan Fowl. So you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Goat movie question of the week. <laughs> I recently enjoyed Future Creep, The In-Laws, a whole bunch. So, what are your favorite Peter Falk performances? He sure is in a whole bunch of Criterions. I guess I uh, would shoot shout out his performance in Wings of Desire, which was a neat addition to that movie. Uh yeah, I mean, I was I was a Colombo kid. You were a Colombo kid. Uh, we like to think of ourselves as Columboys. What was uh Telly Savalas? What was his uh show? Oh, uh, Kojak. Kojak. Okay, I get him confused sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's kind of because there's Kojak, but not to be confused with Kolchak. The Kolchak. Yeah, the, uh, the Night Star. Porter. No. No, not that movie, RJ. The Night Porter. You know that. Uh, you, you know that Kolchak, the the Night Stalker. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I know. you know. You know. You you know Chris Carter. He, he won't shut up about it. Oh, I'm aware. I'm aware. Uh, for uh, Peter Falk, I'd say Corky Romano is probably his best mm-hmm. film. You're a big Corky Romano f- fan, hey? <sighs> Did you? Are you a? Are you a Columbo? No, I mean, I'm not that old, so I didn't really watch a lot of Columbo. Come on. I know I know Columbo's hip with the kids now. A lot of people are talking about Columbo. <sighs> yeah, they're try they but, try. I think they were trying to, but yeah. it didn't it didn't land. Yeah, I know. I I mean, pretty much my only exposure with this guy is in the Cassavetes. So it's just that by default. Really? Well, well I mean I, I know him in Princess Bride and Shark Tale. Who could forget him in Shark Tale, Jared? Oh man. But, no, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I never really watched Columbo. Son of a bitch. I was watching good shows, like um, Hey Arnold and Angry Beavers. Do you remember hey, Angry Beavers, Jarrett? See, Have I mentioned see, that enough? I guess, like, if I think about <laughs> the things I thought were, like, really cool when I was a kid, yeah. uh, it would probably be Peter Falk, uh, okay. Get Smart with Don Adams. Okay. And... Uh, Rod uh, Sterling for Twilight Zone. 
Those would be like the the things I'm like these these guys are the coolest. Those are such like um gr- gr- grandpa picks. Well, I can also throw in like kid picks. Huh? I said quintessential kid picks. Like what what 6-year-old kid isn't watching uh and gr- shows like that? And Groucho Marx. Yeah, they got to have some Marx brothers in there. Big fan. Yeah, I mean you're Groucho. I, I feel like that is the the DNA of a podcaster. Is Groucho Marx? No, Don Adams, Peter Falk, and the Rods oh. Sterling. Yeah, those are the things that people love. I mean, someone does. Oh, surely. Big Rod Sterling. Yeah. Big Rod. Ugh. Yeah, you like that? No. Hey, JD. I am about to join you as a member of the limited club of people that have ever seen or has seen every best picture winner. Here are mm. the ones I have left. Which ones should I dread watching? Okay, let's take a look here. A... Okay, seven. He's down to seven. Okay. Oliver. Gigi. Oh. oh, God. Around the world in 80 days. Uh, that's the one I'd say. It's like brutal uh greatest show on earth i think is not as bad as people claim but mm-hmm. it's not great Gigi's not great oliver's decent all the king's men's decent gentlemen's agreements decent and going my way with the bing crosby yeah uh yeah it's definitely a toss-up between Gigi and around the world in 80 days hmm I don't know any of the movies you're talking about, so I'm I'm going to decline. Okay. To be part of that. Yeah. Uh, get, get that one out of the way first, Justin. Let's get around around the world in eighty days. It's it's only uphill from there. Oh. I do dare say. I'm glad you did that because I am never going to do that, Jarrett. Never. <laughs> Recently, my youngest son got an ATV for kids for turning five got one of those for turning 50 since you have mentioned that creepsville is in the country do you guys ever get into any off-roading with trucks atvs or snowmobiles uh no atvs were just uh remember so remember when they put that thing on atvs where you couldn't go on like protected land and a lot of people lost their shit you, you and like police officers started following politicians home and like off duty and abusing their power i remember that yeah, those were good times. Do they also have tank exercises and tell people, "Hey, listen, armored vehicle exercises, RJ, please." Yeah. What was the uh, LPS response to that again? It said, "Hey, do you want us to just let things happen and see what where it goes? <laughs> Is that what you want? Is that what you want?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, we made the news again. Um, no, I don't do any of that stuff. Twitter news. I know, Twitter news. I know. I know people do, but uh, I, uh, I have not been in a i did i used atv a little bit but not 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 like i didn't have my own it was no. just if i went somewhere and someone had one they're like want to go for a rip i was like yeah sure that sounds fun but uh that that's the extent of it so yeah my i'm a i'm an urbanite jared's an indoor kid jared uh, doesn't get out in the sun more than he needs to let, so let me tell you covid lockdown is like some of the best stuff ever Oh, like, I agree. What do you mean? I don't have to go out and do things. Sign me up. I agree. I but, love it too. Like, <laughs> I like going out, but I love staying home. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's, 
if I can, if I can just have a, if I have the luxury of having a job where I can work from home and like mm-hmm. not have to like do stuff and I can, or, or do whatever I want in my, in my domain. Oh, it's amazing. So yes, an ATV, I can, I could see the appeal if I was an outdoorsy person, but yeah, uh, it's fun. I don't know. It's not, not my thing. <laughs> it's fun, but, uh. Yeah, I don't know. Jared's an indoor kid. I've done it mm-hmm. sometimes, but you know, I'm over, I'm over here watching Adam West Batman box sets. You know, it's, you're talking to the dude who was just watching Columbo and Twilight Zone when he was like five years old and yeah. was like, "Yeah, hell, hell, this. hell yeah!" I want to tape these on my VCR so I can watch them over and over and over again. Yeah, you could. I did. If that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You can. <sighs> Missed him by this much. Wow. Foodie question of the week. I have recently gotten hooked on a YouTube show called Eat the Menu, where uh, a guy samples and comments on everything a chain eating establishment has to offer. Mm. That being said, what do you consider some of the grossest fast food out there? Does knowing that items are fake bother you? Are you picky about flavor? Does food mm. in Canada have less preservatives like in Europe? Mm, I don't think so. Um, so he continues. Doubtful. I recently went to a Burger King and ordered their Kaching sandwich. Which like looked, Kaching like money? Yeah. Okay. Uh, which looked amazing on the ad. But it ended up being the most vile piece of half-burned chicken I have ever seen. Yeah. That being said, I still ate most of it since I am pretty much a human garbage disposal. Oh, nice. better watch out if, if Sam finds you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what, gonna... what, what would happen? I, I mean, I don't, I don't think there can be two trash men on this show. Garbage oh, danger. Well, one, one eats out of the garbage, and one is a garbage man. So Jesus, oh. that's, that's terrifying. I mean, that's hey. If, yeah. you're ta- if you're talking about kinks, I mean, about what? I, I didn't. I didn't know I had that kink until just now. My goodness, I was always mm. told the seafood salad at Subway was fake, but I still thought it was tasty and preferred it over the real thing. I also don't mind the Taco Bell meat. <laughs> what? That's that E grade meat. Just like taco time. <laughs> Although I do feel a little guilty about eating a bunch of KFC, including that crispy skin. It's a lot to take in here. Um, I eat uh, the menu, Jesus. So, I, I, so I does this say, guy? Does this this YouTube channel? Does this guy like eat it all in one go, or does he like do it over over time? I mean, what's that show with that kid? What's his name? Who eats like? take out things maybe it's that kid like uh the kid who's you know he's like my day is ruined or it's like my disappointment is immeasurable and my day is ruined you know that kid Jarrett? no no okay uh i mean that kid does good stuff i don't maybe his is called like the daily report or something like that okay he's pretty cool cool um i don't know about this other one but uh i mean i don't like fake food subway's got a lot subway bread is classified as cake because of sugar content Subway's tuna is not seafood because of its soy content or something like that. I mean, I'm sure it tastes fine, but, like, it's not the food that they say it is. Well, it's the sensation they offer. It's like, hey, do you want the the flavor of the sea? Uh, Wasn't that your nickname in high school? Sea flavored? The flavor of the sea. (laughs) Oh. You see what I mean, Drew? He doesn't. Uh, What... 
I mean, I'm frequently disappointed with foods. Sometimes at certain places good, sometimes not. But I don't know. I don't know if there's any that I'm like, ooh. <sighs> Gross food. Hmm. The uh, last time I went to Taco Bell, I was like, I don't know if I'm coming back. Oh, I I haven't eaten Taco Bell probably in almost 20 years not not yeah, since you're taco times man i wasn't always though i grew to be one grows into that state um no uh taco bell used to be like down the street from the comic store mm. and it was like kind of like oh I, I need some food and i don't want a slice of pizza from brooks which then became two guys right and so it's like well maybe let's go get some like cheesy chili fries because those are like mm. cheap and that was that was all I ever ate there. I thought their everything else there was like really gross. I, I was not a fan of their cheese. Uh, but yeah, then when they closed up shop and it became a cash checking or a check cashing place, uh, that was the end of that. But then they yeah. moved, then they went over to the west side and uh, no, still still don't. I work what a block away from there. Ne- never yeah, never gone in. And now it's also KFC at the same time. It's like they yeah. do. They, it's a twofer. It's a twofer, and I like I don't mind KFC. KFC tastes a, like all stuff tastes a little weird to me now. KFC especially doesn't really taste the way it used to, so it, it's uh, kind it, of a bummer. Well, well, especially the gravy. Well, the gravy, it's, yeah, yeah they, they don't they, use they, the crackle anymore. Nope. Yeah, it's 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 yeah it's yeah they don't yeah the the leavens. Yeah. <laughs> the the shit from the bottom of the fryer. Oh yeah. That, oh, yeah. The, hey, that's where all the flavor was, and yeah, no, now it is just flavor pa- country. It's just powder, but it's more consistent because there was. Um, Variants, and so I think they just got rid of cons- the the fact that like oh this is actually what gravy is like actual gravy, mm-hmm. and now you're like nah let's just make a powder out of it. So it's like no matter where you go, it'll be the same no matter what. It won't be too thin, it won't be too thick. It'll just be this is proportionate based on the packet that it comes out of. <laughs> enjoy what people say about us. Enjoy your food, sir. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's it's not great. The, yeah. the KFC Taco Bell, the KFC's fine there, but yeah, the Taco Bell's not very good. Uh, I worked I at it. I worked at what that KFC became previously. What was it before? Well, it's KFC, but then they shut down that physical location, and now it's just the, the combined spot across the parking lot. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. I do. I do. I did that. I, I slung some chicken. You slung some chicken? No. Oof. Oof, oof, oof! Uh, getting back uh, to this, uh, what is the grossest fast food out there? Filet fishes. Nah, they're good. Nah, they're bad. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a filet fish guy. I, that's what I mean. Like, there's, I can find something I like at most places. Like, I know a lot of people shit on Burger King. I like Burger King. A lot of people shit on Arby's. We both clearly like Arby's. <laughs> So there, but there's just certain I, I, items I think, that I, I think I think we I think there's some irony eating at Arby's, but there I mean there is, but I, I also <laughs> eat it because I like how it tastes, not just for ironic purposes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like we gotta live up, the, we gotta live the gimmick. Yeah, yeah. And now I we mean, no one, and no now we see us. Nah, I'm. Uh, is there anything I wouldn't eat for fast food? I mean, Taco Bell is just like, nah, I'm, I'm, but it never comes up. There's only one, and it's like not in the mm-hmm. the best location. But we we don't have that many, to be honest. I like, will say that 
outside of their breakfast sandwiches, Tim Horton sandwiches are really gross. Tim like, Hortons in general isn't very good. Like it's like horrible, horrible oh, stuff. We get this weird. Like I really love donuts, but uh, bakeries have such weird hours. Like there was a time in the summer where for like a week straight, I was trying to get donuts from somewhere, and the bakery was always either closed or out. Yeah. And I was like, son of a bitch! And I was like, I just want donuts. And I bought the Tim Hortons one. And they're fine, but Tim Hortons, they, it puts like a wax on them or something. Like it's almost like a preservative, and your your mouth just feels like it's coated in wax. And I'm like, God damn it! It's like I just want donuts. You know what I mean, Jerry? <laughs> donuts. As come as, on, as God intended. <laughs> as God intended, I just want I just want good donuts. You know, good donuts. Good donuts. But I don't know. I don't know if there's anywhere I wouldn't fake fake food. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Nothing nothing comes to mind in terms of but, like what is. I mean other than you were talking about the the seafood at a uh, Subway. Yeah, actually Subway Subway is one I don't really eat at. I don't have anything pro- like against it, but if I was going to get a sandwich, there's I would get, go to like Quiznos or just get like a Vietnamese sub somewhere cuz I like sure. those more. I just like them more, but I don't know. There's not too many places I actively avoid, I guess. Picky about flavor. I mean, flavor is king. That's what Alvin from uh, MasterChef Canada says. But is, there, says if, is there certain flavors that will make you puke inside your own mouth? Flavors? Oh, there's lots of stuff I don't like, but I don't know if there's enough time to list it. Oh, dear. Do you know what I mean? Well, there's, a lot of stuff is gross. <laughs> That's true. A lot of stuff is gross. I, I don't know. I I don't know. What's something you think is gross, Jared? <sighs> yeah, I, I, nothing comes to mind off the top of my head. There is like a, it's a texture thing for me, I think with a lot of food rather than yeah. necessarily flavor. Uh, yeah. there, there, there is, there's some, there's such a thing as too much cheese and not properly cooked cheese. There is, I, I don't mind onions, but there is, we've talked about this before, uh, yeah. with, with, uh, Sam Sanchez so many, many moons ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, sometimes you're just like, nah, I don't want that. I don't want that kind of onion, raw white onion, I need my salad or whatever. It's sometimes, well, it's too much. A little too, too much. much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Onions are touchy. Uh, does food in Canada have less preservatives like in Europe? Uh, un, I, I couldn't answer that. There's a push for that kind yeah. of thing, but mm. I, I do know that we do have some like more stringent health yeah. restrictions to food than because like trans you couldn't fats. Or, but then trans just, fats, but then they and, just called it something else. <laughs> yeah, but you also you can't order a rare burger in Canada. That's illegal. So. <laughs> It's illegal. They'll, they'll get you. <laughs> they'll get you. But it's like it's not even something like first time I went to the States and I, I ordered a burger and they're like, how do you want that cooked? And I was like, cooked? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like burgers are only come one way. I didn't realize it was something that happens. But they don't let you make rare burgers up here because of germs. The law. <laughs> Johnny Law won't let He just won't. He won't go for it. Yeah. Well, won't go for he, it. But... Eat your cooked burger and wear your mask. Living, living, wow. living fear. <laughs> don't, don't get worms and salmonella. You fucking loser. Yeah, don't have the worst diarrhea in your entire life. <laughs> that 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 being said, uh, uh, I I like my steak blue rare, please. 
Blu-rays a bit much. I, I like medium rare. I've had Blu-ray. Uh, I, like, I want this a bit much. I want the. I want it. I want it hot when it comes to me. And uh, yeah. beyond that, doesn't. I'll let me. Uh, I'll let me just slurp and chew that down. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, not for me. Yeah. You you can enjoy the rare steak, but uh, yeah. medium rare I think is a a perfect cook. It's See, nice. the problem is, how do you define medium rare? There's a lot of room for uh, it. It can start yeah. slipping into what I would consider medium, and it's just. Well, not medium, but not rare. But but, but but if you if you say medium if you say medium rare, it's going to start tending toward medium more than it will be to the rarer side. It's, so if you go rare, it challenges the cook to be like, oh god, like how how rare? How, I mean, they don't want it like it's raw meat, and I don't want it raw. But it's like it, it's a challenge to get that right. So you actually get closer to what I would consider true medium rare. Um, you understand? I mean, I do. I would never say. But Blue, I'm not I, I would never actually thing. order Blue Rare, but I would order Rare. Uh, I'm not going to try, but you next time you get one, let me know how it Delicious. goes. Delicious, when it's done right. And then, yeah. there's, and then there's just bad cuts of meat, and that just sucks. Any way you cut it. Get it? Cut? Yeah, meat, yeah, I know what you mean. Steak? Yeah, yeah. Flavor is king. Game talk. Oh, yeah. I know you have talked about board game recommendations in the past. So what are your thoughts on this classic games ranked list? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to send this to RJ. Don't send me stuff. Mm, I feel like this is going to be a lot of the the classics. Yeah, your Game of Lives, your Clue, your Candyland, Monopoly, Scrabble, Battleship, Risk, Stratejo. Yeah. Axis and Allies. Ch- chess <laughs> uh hmm. my favorite uh backgammon uh checkers chinese checkers blockus oh wow then like buried down on 15 you got agricola A- agricola agricola connect four <laughs> that's a great one yeah connect four is good twister i know you're a battle shit is guy not it's not a board game it's got a board it's not a board game. It's a game. No, it's definitely a game. Operate o- that operation. A game. That's just garbage. I, uh, I, I I hate dexterity games. Well, but you're a minifig guy. That's not that's not dexterity based. That's a that's a skill, RJ. It's not dexterity. Is it not using just your that's hands? A, it's a skill. No, but it's like but it's like control? but it's a dexterity game. Miniature painting is like it's like uh-huh. a hobby. I'm not reaching into a man's uh, chest cavity to retrieve a plastic piece from not a yet. hole. From a hole. Not yet. <laughs> His nose lights up. Uh, don't break the ice. Hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah. Boggle. Agricola really seems out of place on this list. Mousetrap. Mm. Jenga. Mastermind. Quirkle. Oh, then we get into like Cranium. Donum, dominoes. Uno. Uh... Oh dear! Shoots and ladders. What is that shit? You're not a shoots. Are you a snakes and ladders guy? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird that it's weird that there's two. Is this like part of like the the anti snake lobby? Yeah, some people don't like snakes. Don't even don't even ask the Irish people. And then there's Carcassonne. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Uh, Car- Carcassonne. So on. Um, is? Traffic jam. Trouble, ticket to ride. Okay, so there's three, uh, three, 
kind board of board game. What, 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 when people talk about board games, these are what they're talking about. Uh, sorry, Yahtzee, Pictionary, Apples to Apples, that's newer too, Scattergories, Catchphrase, Taboo, Speak Out, Password, Mad Gab, ooh, and then we have Adult Board Games. Dump Out. What is it? Dump Out, okay. did you say? So this, this is a Adult Board Games. Is it just Cards Against Humanity? Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> Sequence. Catan. Catan's not an adult game. Dominion. Catan's for everyone. Cribbage. And there, there you go, RJ. There's Cards Against Humanity. And, and, and yeah. at the very, very bottom, we got Azul. Azuzu? Azuzu. Azul. Azul? What is Azul? Uh, you are putting in, like, tiles? Tiles? Yeah, it's fine. I've played mm-hmm. the other game that's, like, very similar to it called Sagrada, but uh, its choice of purple and blue that they use render the game unplayable for me. Uh, it completely fucks mm. with my colorblindness in a way that I've never encountered in any game outside of, was it Takenoko, where you have, like, the giant panda in it or something like that? That is also brutal. It's, like, absolutely one of the ugliest games I've ever seen, and I think it's because of the color choice. Mm. It's quite it's quite the extraordinary uh, accomplishment to make something like that badly considered for color. It's, like, absolutely no one worked on it at any point that was colorblind because they should have been like, uh, this doesn't make any, this doesn't work at all. Or if they did, they were like, we don't care about you, blindy. Did they actually say that you were blind? No. Well, I mean, the designers did. I heard some. I heard someone the other day, and it, they asked me, they're like, is it true that colorblind people aren't real people? And I went, yeah. Yeah, it is true. I know one. He's a bad dude. Real bad dude. Talking one of the worst dudes. So wait, what other games are affected by your colorblindness? Well, those those are two that come up off the top of my head. But yeah, there's like certain reds, greens, grays, browns. They all kind of buzz. So I often just default to yellow or blue for my own game pieces. And uh, hope okay. for the best. There's actually a site that is, a, um, that is for, about uh, looking at games from a, uh, from a disability standpoint in terms mm-hmm. of like, does this game well designed for people who are colorblind or have cognitive uh, disabilities or like actually blind? Like, which is are all these questions is like whether or not these games are useful or playable in that sense, which is like, oh, that's an interesting way of actually looking at game design. And there's certain games where like these get big thumbs up and other games are like, these games are horrible. <laughs> like absolutely mm. do not buy this. So are there any recommendations for, um, Games for bad guys. Uh, is there? I mean, I think it's called, called it's called Board Game Geek, and then you oh, look okay. over at the, the hotness, and you just look at the top one hundred, and pretty well, that's that's for you. But nothing for bad guys. Well, that is the list for the bad guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, Sam Sanchez. Oh, oh shit. that's not true. I had one final sentence from Justin Peterson, I think, asking about when to write in again. Thanks for Man. the time, Chance. And you mentioned there being no emails for a couple of weeks. So will October 20th be your next Criterion Creep show? Uh, probably. I don't know. I think that's you, right. I think that's right. Yeah. I was going to say, you, you got to answer that one. Yeah. I don't have my calendar in front of me. That sounds accurate. Sure. Sure. Uh, yes. 
Yes, we'll just say yes. I don't have much time around, says Sam Ch- Sam Sanchez. Jesus, is I don't have much this. Okay, this is. I don't have much this time around. Mainly just chiming in on the off chance we can hit ten emails. <clears throat> nope. Incorrect. I just saw Incorrect. that. Bad Girls Go to Hell is going to be added to the Criterion channel for October and thought it was a perfect blending of all things creeps. Just in time for RJ's Creeptober rewatch of the Criterion approved classic. Uh, do we do that? Yeah, you, you like that Bad Girls Go to Hell if I recall correctly. Um, no, that's not what I meant. Oh, what? <clears throat> I meant so. I meant to say something else. I said something incorrect. What I meant to say, Jared, is no. I do not like that movie, <laughs> and just no to that movie in general. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I don't know. I didn't like that movie. Did you? You? I can't remind me. Did you actually watch it? Or did yeah, you... I did. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember. I, I've been I... trying to get that movie out of my mind. I guess. Oh well, here it's back. Hmm. And are you going to watch it again on the Criterion channel this month? No, but I'm glad it's there for other other people to discover. Are you glad it's there, though? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, okay. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, uh, then others can decide for themselves because, you know, it has not been available on YouTube this entire time. This will be now the, the greatest way of watching it. Totally restored. All the pixels mm-hmm. in place. I'd like less pixels. Oh, okay. I only need eight. <laughs> only eight? I only need eight bits. It's not a big deal. So, like, movies just look like Rubik's Cubes? Yeah. What do you need? 16, 64 bits? Get out of here. Who cares? Okay. You don't need that. None of us need that. Only other thing. Wanted to mention my disappointment in getting eliminated in the playoffs in my fantasy baseball league last week mm-hmm. in the semifinals in a damn... damn tie he apparently had the tiebreaker so i was unable to defend my championship due to a tie all things considered losing the number one overall pick halfway into the season my hottest hitter getting injured after three days in the playoff week by his own teammate stepping on his finger with his spikes damn toronto team and my second best hitter going down for the season the week before the playoffs started my team did put up a valiant effort now I have to win this week to snag third place and hope I don't lose any money on oh, room for you, Sam. Take care and let's all hit triple digits in October. Well, uh, well I mean, that, has, that I mean, it depends on uh, we're already in triple digits in our ICUs in Creepsville, RJ. Mm-hmm. You hear about this? You're not talking about like um, Mr. October. You're talking about triple digits and in Creeptobering. Okay. Uh, I did not realize we were in the triple digits, but it's not surprising. Nothing is good here, as you know. Oh, yeah. We're, so. we're in that uh, 262 range, my friend. 262? Yeah. Thir- Sounds a little and, high. And uh, 34 deaths on top of that all. So we, we, oh, is that it? Yeah. We were, we, were, we were probably really close to actually having 300 people, but uh, people are dying. Mm. So that's something. How many people? <laughs> 34 in the last 24 hours depending on how they count things is that a lot uh yeah i'd say so 
Is that more than none? Yes. Okay, so then that is a little bit. Yes, it is. Mm. Very good. When do you think they're going to pull the pin? <laughs> uh, which one? Which which what what does this pin belong to? Pin. What uh that cut out whatever you were whatever that was you said? Oh, what I said was when do you think they're going to pull the pin? <laughs> And I said, I did. I didn't offer clarification. I just uh, left it as is. I see. Um, hmm. yeah. Tune in in two weeks to see what's what's happened, folks. Yeah, I said that two weeks ago, though. I was like, well, we'll see what happens in two weeks, and then nothing happened. So I went, yeah, okay. Like, I mean, I mean, stuff happened, but like nothing happened, and the uh, well, they didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean the one the one doctor worth listening to to get to to bring up this old thing that people love to hear on the movie podcast about sure. anything but movies uh, that we'd be at four hundred in ICU, which if people weren't dying, it would have been true. So there's that. Is we don't like to say so that we don't, we don't like to say we, well it uh, it solves one set of problems I guess. Oh, okay. Of, of uh, saying there's 400 people in see, which is more than there are beds in the entire province. Was that an of, issue? People can't sit on the floor anymore? I guess. I, mean, I, I or, sat or, on the floor a lot when I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't an issue. You never sat on the floor, played some Nintendo? No. Uh, well, I, I also could breathe <laughs> oh. <laughs> under my own. I didn't need to be have a machine. But... You're saying your parents didn't smoke in the house with you? They did not. Look at this pampered uh, Pris over here. Oh, man. I'm just kidding. My parents didn't smoke inside. <laughs> but some do. Finally, RJ. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some might say the main event. Huh? Or perhaps a, a denouement. The big show? Rob Eagle. Holy shit. Robert English. <sighs> With an email entitled, There once was a man from Nantucket. Uh oh. We know how these stories tend to go, home. Huh? Hi, creeps. Relax, mm-hmm. guys. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna real. I'm not really gonna ask Jared to read out anything salacious this week. Well, that yet to be seen. Yet to be seen. Mm-hmm. In response to Mr. Peterson's question about favorite cinematic sex scenes, mm-hmm. let me tell you about my least favorite. Okay. Picture the scene. Far back in the mist of time, teenage Rob has rented a comedy from the Video Emporium. It's yeah. not R-rated. In fact, it has a couple of Oscar noms, so youthful me isn't the least perturbed when my parents, unusually for them, decide to watch the movie with me. Hal yeah. Ashby's Being There, starring Peter Sellers and Shirley MacLaine. There's nothing wrong with that. All goes well until an hour in when Miss MacLean begins vigorously pleasuring herself while sprawled out on a bearskin rug. Pretty damn high on the yikes meter, I can tell ya. Mm. The scene went on forever as I sat there totally rigid, but not in a fun way. My eyes glued mm-hmm. to the screen while Shirley's squeals and moans got louder and louder. My peripheral vision cranked up to 11, rendered a vague impression of a pair of middle-aged statues sitting silently across the room, like the mm. royal family in church. I myself mm. was praying for a 
power cut or a home invasion. Quite content oh. to be straw dog just to get out of this. Wow. It Huge. was a hideous ordeal. In yeah. fact, it's surprising I grew up to be so normal and well-adjusted as I am. Don't say it, RJ, in parentheses. <clears throat> I wonder if you guys have any troubling movie-watching experiences. Do tell. Regards, Roger Ingerland. Ingerland? S. Mm. Well done to last week's guest host, Dylan Frew. See, I got the pronunciation right. And did he say that or did no, you say that? That's what he said. Oh, no, it's... Fra. See, he fucked up again, Rob. God damn it. Fra. Yeah. Today's a mistake to make. It's just me, Fra. Fra. No. Uh, what about your uncomfortable movies, Jared? Uncomfortable. What sex scenes have you watched with your parents? <sighs> Man. I know they, they definitely... I think everyone has some, but... It's hard, it's hard to pick out a movie where it was like, Whoa. <laughs> I uh, I think I've mentioned before. I, but it was, I was often a... like, put your head behind the pillow, and we'll tell you when you uh, can look again. And did it work? Uh, well, I mean, I guess it, it created my uh, my version of sex. Uh, and which is behind the... which which worked, I guess. I mean, if that was okay. the, if that was the intention. Well, the incel approach. It's a great way to go. Um, so anyways, uh, I think, um, not even bad. I remember watching man on the moon with my mom and there's that scene where Andy Kaufman goes and gets a bunch of like, um, ladies, sex workers. Yeah. I remember that was kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Brown, 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 brown. I think that's like mostly it though. I think, I don't know. There's probably more, but I've probably blocked it out of my mind. You blocked it out. Uh huh. Hmm. I think it was like what? Uh, just recently, uh, man who fell to earth had some fun. Bad timing. Those were yeah. Those have some pretty tough things. You don't want to watch those with the parents, you know. Yeah. If 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 it can be avoided. Hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be one of those things that I'm sure. Uh, I'll be walking along thinking about it, and all of a sudden it'll sneak up on me, and it'll all come back, and I'll be like that uh, that one great gif with the, the man with the fro shaking his head back and forth. I think some The triggered one? Uh, maybe. Like triggered? He's like this. Yeah. Yeah, you, see, you, can't see, you can't see what I'm doing, folks, but RJ does. I think it's that trigger thing from the H3... H3 guy? What's his name? Ethan something? I don't know. Uh, I think that's what it is. Triggered. No, no, it's that. Oh. No. I imagine what will happen is, much like my Jim Carrey movie thing, you'd be experiencing a different Jim Carrey movie scene. Uh, Ace Ventura, when he goes into the shower and the crying game song is playing, and he cries. Mm -hmm. He cries, sure. That's how I imagine it would be. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) I see. I just typed in uh, Italian GIF, and there's a lot of a lot of individuals doing the hand thing. Mm, yeah, I like that. Well, god dang! Mm-hmm. Nice to hear from all our friends yeah. and enemies from all around the world. Well, like it's an international, no, from global a, phenom, Jared. Wherever South Shields is, who we wrote in from South Shields, B- Rob. Did he say that? No. Oh, 
So you just outed where he lives? Yeah. You can, you can go visit him in Scotland. I don't need to visit him there. <laughs> Wherever. It's damn, damn near. Damn near. I'm pretty, pretty sure he's got a place near you mm-hmm. in town. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. So he'll get you. <sighs> One way or another. He'll get you. Oh, baby. What else is going on? That's okay. it. That's it, RJ. You're all tuckered uh, out already. You're, you're, you're no. I mean, I'll, you know, we, got, we got a double header here, baby. You know I know. I know. I, and, I guess. And what? someone what? finally gets home. I think tonight. Ah, uh, don't don't make assumptions. I you don't think I, I, I think they. I think they might. I think they might do it. What did you look? Did you look up the ending to Voyager, Jared? Did you oh yeah, up? months ago. Months ago. Months ago. You just could. You couldn't wait to see if they made it home yeah. or not, huh? I wanted, I wanted to read why no one talks about it at all. And uh, I, got, I think I got my answer. And it's like, oh, that's it, huh? <laughs> so, well, so I'm waiting. I've been waiting a long time for you to reveal on to me the conclusion. Because I don't know how they get there. But you know what, RJ? It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. About the journey. The journey home. Well, the journey... It's been long going. I think I started Voyager in May. Maybe or so. Ooh, man. And I finished in August. Yeah, that was a... It was a lengthy, lengthy one. It was lengthy. So, if you remember, Jared, the last episode we left out, left on was the little buff boy Capital Punishment, which spiraled an assortment of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we find? Do you want to know if they made it home? Let's find out. Let's go, huh? Ep- season seven, episode fourteen. Fourteen. Seven fourteen. Uh, Neelix bones a Klingon in Tuvok's room. Two out of four stars. Impossible. How is it so lowly rated? Because it is not a good episode. Oh, well, as opposed to the the norm of Voyager. Yeah. This is actually, I think this is the one where this one again goes to Klingon Hell, I think, oh, yeah. which, which sounds cool, but it's um, <laughs> we've seen Klingon Hell with Balana so many times. Okay, what was this? We got here. A multi generational Klingon ship left the Alpha Quadrant more than a hundred years ago when they hear a Balana child. Oh, okay, wait, this one's a little different. It's kind of Klingon Hell is mentioned, but it's not the the main thing. What happens here? Is they think that Balana's baby is going to be the Klingon savior, uh, but then other Klingons don't, and they're still living pre TNG when Klingons aren't part of the Federation. It's okay. Mm. It's okay. Neelix has sex in that episode, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Is so. that is that the first time he's boned down since his wife I mean, died? Ex- explicitly, explicitly. I think there's times he's been close with people, but. Uh, this is the first one that they were kind of like, it happens. Um, anyways, it's whatever. 715, Techno Rap Boy. Three out of four stars. Techno Rap Boy? Rat. Oh, okay. Techno Rat Boy. Like, that's kind of cooler, I guess. Yeah, this is called uh, The Void. This is a cool episode. They uh, They dip into this part of subspace where it's like all dark. Um, and then... There's like, they're trapped in this thing and they can't get out. And there's other ships that have been trapped there for a while. And they're all trying to work together. But a lot of them are trying to be pirates and steal from each other. 
And then inside the void are these like rat boy beings. And the doctor teaches them how teaches or learns how to communicate with them. And they talk through techno. They're like, and it's like, you know, techno music. Yep. Yeah. So uh, they talk through techno and, uh, yeah, it's I, I like this episode because a lot of the people are like they're dirty vermin, get rid of them, but they're um, caring, caring creatures. You know, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. I always got a soft spot for the rats. I'm, I'm gonna look up these rats. Yeah, so episode seven fourteen. Look up the rat boys. The void. The void. Yeah, look up the rat techno rat boys. Like they're they're literally described as being rat people. Uh, one of the first images that pop up is seven of nine in an apron. Seven of nine. So I haven't mentioned yet because it's never been a um, a big plot point yet, except for two episodes. Two episodes from now, Seven of Nine starts to uh, go into the hollow deck, and she starts to do dating simulations. So I think there was an episode I talked about before where she tries to ask the doctor to teach her how to date, um, and or or maybe that one's coming up too. I'm getting a little confused. Uh, on that one but uh she she's going into the hollow deck and it's just kind of like a scene in each like one scene an episode where it's her trying to learn how to date people pretty mm-hmm. much uh yeah that's the rat boy okay so Jack just sent me a picture they're they're a little bit more radish like in behavior where they like hands in the frontier and they sc- like scurry around and stuff like that they were cool i liked them i like the rat boys you like, like that them. rat boy i like that rat boy <laughs> Oh, rap boy. Uh, you want to hear about another one, Jarrett? This one, I've been looking forward to this one for a while for you. Uh, <laughs> because get get a load of this. 716. All of Voyager gets kidnapped. Yeah. One out of four stars. <laughs> oh. All well, of you Voyager. Know, my, my interest was zero before you said one out of four. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's almost a zero. Yeah. Uh, and I should say this is a two-parter. Seven seventeen, same. One out of four stars. So uh... the entire collection of Voyager gets kidnapped, except for Chakotay and the Doctor, and maybe Tom Paris. Like, there's one other. Maybe it's a uh, uh, Harry Kim. They all get kidnapped. They all get brainwashed, and they all think that they live lives on this like labor planet. That's okay. it. Pretty standard fare. No, Jer- uh No? Yeah, and it's like two parts. Oh, it's a two-parter, yeah. So you get two hours of, like, Janeway being like, I'm an engineer on this planet. And Tuvok's like, I feel strange. I feel like I shouldn't be here. And you're just like, it's like, oh, it's like, it's like amnesia. Well, they, they get, like, they're, like, brainwashed yeah, into wow. believing that they're there. But, right. yeah, they have, like, amnesia. But uh, yeah. you know how I feel about brainwash? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know how Voyager's been with kidnapping? Yeah, they all their favorites. So in season seven, they said, "Why don't we kidnap the, the, the entire crew?" This kind of reminds me of like in, in Next Generation that they did that two-parter Gambit, uh, where it's like I think if you, <laughs> I remember when you reviewed it, it was a uh, Picard and Riker do stuff. I don't know. And it's like two episodes of oh. it's like oh it's a two parter so it must be important yeah. but it's like nah there's nope. no reason for this to be two parts it's just mm-hmm. uh, we needed to fill in two episodes of time. Okay. That's exactly how this one feels too. Picard and Riker do stuff. Yeah, All of Voyager gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. 
They just really went for it in the last season, Jared. That should have been the last episode, really. <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> and then they should have never saved them. It should have just been, yeah, they're kidnapped. Yeah. Brainwashed. Alas, we have more. <laughs> All right. Uh, 718. Now get this. Listen very carefully, Jared. Sex in of nine. Low three out of four stars. Ooh, horny RJ. Uh, no, I'm not the horny one. Seven of nine is the horny one. No. So this is this is uh, the one where almost the whole episode is about her. She's in the hollow deck, and she's trying to. She's actually trying to date, but she's using Chicote as her dating partner. And quote, she says Chicote because he has an appealing quaff. That is a line in this episode, Jerry. Huh. An appealing quaff. Uh, this episode starts with a really, really strange. Uh, my note here was the strangest cold open in the entire franchise. S- so the episode starts. Seven of Nine is playing the piano. She's just playing the piano for like 30 seconds, and then it cuts to the Voyager intro. That's it. Huh. That's the whole intro. And I was like, it didn't. I was like, why did they. I was so confused. I was like, what, what is the point? Just her playing piano. And it's like, the episode's about her trying to like be more social, but like, it's really strange. It's like a minute of her playing piano and then just Voyager intro. And then the episode just starts normally. It's really weird. Jared. Hmm. It's really weird. Anyways, this episode's not bad. I like, uh, I like seeing seven of nine trying to be a person most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. And an appealing quaff. And this is where we start the Seven of Nine Chakotay romance. For the remaining eight episodes. Not even. Yeah, eight episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it is a it is a thing now. It is a thing now. Uh, in her head to begin with. But, uh, you know, there's a little there's a little flirts, Jarrett. Maybe a touch here and there. Mm-hmm. Starting. Uh, here's one for you. Seven Nineteen. I was a teenage Q, and this is a uh, one out of four stars. Q2. So remember Q, Jarrett? Uh, Yeah, it's been a while. Yep. He's back, uh, and he has a teenage son, also named Q. And he dumps his teenage son on Voyager because he says, you know what? This kid is too much work for me, and I... uh, I just, I can't, I can't deal with it. You guys deal with it. So he's got to get raised up the Janeway way with the tough love. The tough love. The alternative for this would, was going to be Voyager gets a strip club, but also one out of four stars. Hmm. So the Teenage Q makes a strip club on Voyager. Okay. But it's, uh, I get, my biggest problem with Voyager is a lot of the, a lot of the things seem played out by the time they get here. So in this one, it's like, hey, remember when Q was like annoying, like really annoying, but he got better from time. What if we had a teenage Q and that guy was also annoying? And I was like, I feel like we've we've hit these points before. Well, that's the thing is I, th- I feel like Q also has a story arc that plays out in Next Generation. He does. Because, yeah, from the first episode to the last episode, humanity teaches the omnipotent one a lesson as well. 
He does, and even and and that's like, but then they're like, no, that never happened. We want, we still want to use Q. He's he's a crazy guy. He's a real card. Well, actually, I mean, they actually do continue that a bit, where it's like Q actually has like the some of the earlier Q episodes where you see the continuum. That's more of Q um, actually still growing. Yeah. But now it's just like because they're like, well, Q's made some leaps. What are we doing? It's like give him a son. (laughs) <laughs> and then the teenage son that's the, that's this whole vo- like voyager had teenage borgs voyager had teenage <laughs> like klingons voyager has a uh, teenage q well they're, they're trying to uh, reach the the demographic in those ratings you know voyager is a family show they I've want they, they, many, they, many, many they, they want that 18 to 49 yeah they want that uh eight to nine so you know i mean seven to nine kind of i meant like ages uh, eight. Seven, seven to eight no, don't have any money they don't give a shit about those kids. They want, no, they want, man, they want they their, watch TV. they want their parents' money though. Man, can they watch TV? Uh, so, anyways, uh, not great. Um, Seven twenty. Tom Paris gets a mustache. Two out of four stars. Oh, I, uh, Jared, you guys can't see this, but Jared's uh, he actually peaked for a second. He was like, hmm? uh-huh. Tom Paris mustache, mustache ride. Uh, mustache ride, and, and then. The doctor uh, gets compared to uh, comparing the doctor to slaves. I also had a note here. Um, I think what happens here is the doctor writes a uh, a hollow novel, and in the hollow novel, uh, the crew is incompetent, and the doctor does everything because you know the doctor has kind of an ego complex, right? Uh, and then what happens is the hollow no- novel actually goes through one of the transmissions to the alpha quadrant and then it's starting to look embarrassing for uh voyager and then i think they try to do what they've done with data before where they're like well we own the property and we like because he sells the novel to someone and they're like well we own you now and it's like one of those things again where it's like can you buy a man jared (laughs) what price glory at what price so they're uh, they're again they're running, ru- spinning the same wheels that they have before a few times, just a few times. So, anyways, and mustaches. And Tom Perry says that well in the Hollow novel the he's like changed their names a little bit so instead of like Tom Paris it's like Tim, uh, Tim Present or something like that. It's like they're all they all have like a name that's like close. <laughs> not a uh, Bill Bill Chicago. Bill, I, I think it is. I think it's something like it's like Bill Chicago or like Tim, Tim Boston or something like that. But it, and then in the hollow novel, he's got a, a mustache, which is kind of funny. So they all like they all look. A, it, this is the goofy side. Like Voyager's got a lot of goofiness. Sometimes I don't like it, but uh, I, I do like that. Where it's like, here's Bill Chicago. Here's Tim uh, Boston. And he's got a mustache. And then they're like, well, this is clearly Tom Paris. And he's like, no. It's Tim Seattle. It's not someone else. So I typed in Bill Chicago, and yeah. uh, just starts bringing up Chicago Bulls stuff with Bill Winnington. You know what? Oh. That, you know about that guy? He wasn't in Voyager for I, very long. Well, see, it, it, added, it automatically added Bulls to the end, but I, I retyped Bill Chicago, and the first thing that pops up is Pay Utility Bill, Chicago City of Chicago. <laughs> an unpaid utility bill did you say <laughs> pay pay utility bill 
Interesting. Interesting. And it says the city of Chicago offers a variety of convenient payment options to help make you pay your utility bill quicker and easier. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. sounds, sounds like something I want to do. You go, interesting. I mean, I don't live there, but I mean, I might as well do my part. You go, interesting. Interesting. I like that. I like that. Uh, so I think, um, I was just looking. I think there was some kind of like, uh, so I know my episodes are a little off just because I think they count the two parters in a weird way or something like that. Cause my Q episode I have is 19, but IMDB has is 18. So anyways, just, just so you know, it's a little bit off. Here's another one for you, Jared. 721. Star Trek introduces stillborn babies. Three out of four stars. Nice. So we have a stillborn baby. We have the first Voyager dead body. Like actually, like someone has actually just flat out died on camera, which was surprising to me. Uh, I also just apparently titled this People Bad. And then this is going to surprise you, Jared. My note here was the only good Tom Paris episode. And I wish I had more notes because the description of this is kind of vague. So it's uh, it's called Friendship One. It says, for the first time in seven years, Voyager gets a mission from Starfleet Command, retrieve the 21st century probe Friendship One from a nearby planet. Uh, I think what happens in this one is they go to this planet and uh, this has been a, a theme in Voyager as well, where it's kind of like maybe the Federation when they think they're doing good stuff, they're actually doing bad stuff. It's kind of like colonialism, Jared. And uh, they go to get... Uh... Oh, no, wait, that's the next one. Oh, oh no, wait, that's colonialism as well. Okay, sorry. That one is colonialism <laughs> as well. This one, they go to this pl- planet, and a probe that they sent out has been on this planet for like a long, long time, and it's been leaking out radiation. And all of the people on the planet have been poisoned, and they're now hideous, like Morlocks, like chuds. <laughs> and so they hate the Federation. <laughs> they hate it. So they they try to they try to like battle uh, Voyager. So we get some dead guys. There's a stillborn baby in this episode, which I was just like, fuck. I was like, this is like a kid show. And then this happens. And uh, Tom Paris is good in this one because I think he he saves the baby. Or something like that. Like he's not annoying oh. in this episode for what, the first well, time. What ever. a what a good guy. He saves the baby. He saves it. Well, typically Tom Paris would be like putting out a cigarette butt on the baby or <laughs> well, something. Just burning his face, drawing his phaser down. He's like, mm, that baby's got a gun. <laughs> yes, Tom, not again. <laughs> you can't. The baby's never had a gun. The baby's never had a gun. So, uh, yeah, this is a this is it's a good episode. Because I I do like I do like the Voyager episodes where where they're kind of like wait are we the bad guys? Uh, and this is one of those ones where this planet's like you have poisoned our entire planet. We are all like melting because of you. Uh, and they try to fight back, and then Voyager's like yeah, <laughs> and they just kill them. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> they they save some of them, but like the um you know the the wild ones are like the, yeah the, we the, kill them. the ones that are too far gone. Yeah, the ones that are a little too far gone. So yeah, this is a colonialism one, and the next one is as well. So, uh, like pro, yeah. like were we talking pro against? Mm, I, I think I think they're both against colonialism. Okay, that's good. Yeah. 
So uh, we have glad to hear. seven. Oh, sorry. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to yeah. hear. Yeah. I think that's what I think that's what they were going for. That could have just been my bias. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven twenty-two. Tom Paris goes to flight school. Three out of four stars. There you go. The Tom Paris part of the story is is lame. He gets like a infraction with a uh, whatever space they're in, so he's got to go to flight school. But what this episode really infraction? Yeah, he does an illegal maneuver. So they they're like, we're gonna put him in jail unless he goes to flight school. And it's like, it's so funny, Jarrett. What? Yeah, that like that's literally the the side plot of the story. What? An illegal maneuver. He, he, fly, he flies the ship and in an illegal d- d- manner. Just, just James go, hey, even though we're out in the middle of nowhere, I can't do that, Tom. You're going to have to go to flight school. It's like, it's, it's like it's what? Not... It's like, we, have, we have some downtime as we're trying to get home. You're going to have to learn how to fly properly. It's like going back to driver's training, Tom. It's It's almost exactly like that, but it's not the place that they're in. It's their space cops. And the space cops are there like, hey, in this part of the galaxy, uh, don't allow that. Ah. Uh, that's, that's what it is. That's less. That's somehow not. Actually, that is still stupid. But continue. Yeah, it's still stupid. Yeah. Okay. So the other part of this, and it's it's similar to an episode I think I've described before. Uh, but I, it just Voyager just does the same things a lot. So Chakotay and Seven <laughs> meet something. Like, you know, it's, it, it's Voyager. It just happens. It just happens a lot. That that's the theme of Voyager. It just happens. So let me let me tell you this. Have I talked about this before? Chakotay and Seven meet some indigenous people on the indigenous planet. Have I I've mentioned that plot beat before, right? If you have, I don't recall. Okay, so what happens is Chakotay and Seven crash on this planet, and it's entirely indigenous people, and there is a force field around the planet to protect them from like even higher alien beings. Um, so Chakotay, Seven just wants to get off, but Chakotay really likes it because like he's like, I am from an indigenous planet as well. And they he like tries to communicate with them. Uh, it kind of goes a little sideways because they all start to do the Chakotay face tattoo, and oh, he's that... like, uh-oh. He's like... Yeah, he told me about that. We're, we're tainting them a little bit. Um, but it's a it's an anti-colonialism one as well, well because... It goes all back to that prime directive, RJ. It is, which they're not trying to get away with, but the only way to get them off is to break the force field. And then there is, like, the space cop people are like, ooh, we've been trying to get at this planet forever. We've never been able to get through whatever this alien energy field is. So as soon as it goes down, they go and they start, like, mining the resources and then Voyager's like, uh, or Chakotay and Seven are like, we, we should probably protect this planet because it was like that for a reason. And now they, then what, they fuck up the space cops? They reestablish the force field okay. and, and take all the cops out and so that the planet is protected again. But they met Seven, they met Chakotay, and they, they all have the Chakotay tattoo. So now, they, now there's planet Chakotay somewhere out there in the stars. Yeah. There is a planet Chakotay. Maybe there is one in real life. I hope so. Maybe hope so. these signals have reached intelligent life out there. And it's, all, you know, it's, it's, it's a Chakotay way of living. For whatever I, reason, whatever, ban- whatever, whatever, whatever band of energy went out is the Voyager wave. I mean, Voyager wave is kind of like Dad wave, no? And Worf wave. Worf wave. Lest we hey, forget. That's the, that's the top of the top, buddy. 
doesn't hit that a lot. No. But anyways, it was a good episode. Who knew that? Who knew that? Like the epitome of Wharf Wave also is from like one of the the, the darkest, greatest moments in next gen and perhaps Star oh. Trek history. Who who oh, uh, who so could good. have who could have predicted that? It's so good that yeah. Watching Voyager makes me want to watch TNG again. Oh and then yeah. PS Nine again. Yeah. You know, but I got it. I got I got other things. I got Enterprise ahead of me still. Yeah, yeah. Now you could be like, yeah, I'm not watching that episode of DS9 again, <laughs> just because you got the notes. I got the notes. I got the notes, and I I they're my notes, so it appeals to me. Here's one for the Jarrets out there, though. Oh damn! This is a real Jarrett episode. Curious, curious. Seven twenty three, Neelix dances again. Again. Two out of four stars. Well, he danced before. Yeah. But he hasn't danced in a long time. Side alternative title, Neelix gets adopted. Oh. So this might be a surprise. Neelix, they encounter, Voyager encounters a colony of other Talaxians, which Neelix is, the space shrimps. And uh, Neelix tries to help him out. And by the end of the episode, Neelix decides to stay. Oh, is that so? And Voyager that, moves on. They they write him off. They write him off just before the end. They can't they can't take him home with them, Jared, because well, he doesn't belong there. Who, who wants a dirty space shrimp? <laughs> well, he was really excited. He was learning about Alpha Quadrant, but then he meets other people like or like his his people, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't realize there was Talaxians this far." So uh, he dances again because there's a lot of dancing in this episode, and uh, yeah, this is the Neelix send off episode. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, anyways, it's okay. It's not bad, but anyways. So it's like the end of an era, though. Uh, yes. I mean, if you were a real um, Neelix fan, you would just they'd be like, "Well, I don't even care about the like the rest of these these Federation assholes. Let them let them rot, and then you just turn off and you never watch the last two episodes." <laughs> I mean, you could have, especially because of what the next one. So there's three episodes left, kind of. Yeah. There's okay. one episode, which is standalone, and then there's a two-parter. I see. But yeah, so they've written Neelix off, and it's not bad. It's okay. Uh, my review of 724 is Dr. Shit, one out of four. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And, th- and then what I also put here was they should have deactivated the Doctor a long, long time ago. Oh, damn. It, because the, in season six and seven, everything they do with the Doctor is just like... But the fans loved it. That's the only thing people I, I tuned mean, in I, for. I also like the Doctor a lot. But like everything they do with him, it's just like, man, your problems would be resolved instantly if you just deactivated the Doctor. Uh-uh. Do, do you remember like in the innocent days when you were watching DS9 and you got your taste of the Doctor? And you're like, mm, nah, I'm not into this guy. Well, they are, they are, they are quite a bit but, different. But and I and I told you that at the time, and you're like, mm, I don't know, I don't know. Well, they they are. This Doctor is a little different. They have similar traits, but they are played a by the different. same actor. They are the same actor, but there there's well the episode where the hologram Doctor yes. goes and meets actual Doctor. You see that they're different, kind of, because actual Doctor is the DS9 one who's still kind of a dink, where the hologram doctor is a little better but anyway so what happens here is captain janeway gets kidnapped oh i could have said that too janeway gets kidnapped again 
Uh, and then what happens is the doctor starts impersonating Janeway and people start to catch on to it. So Chakotay realizes. So the doctor knocks out Chakotay and then he becomes Chakotay too. And it's like those that race of blob aliens, they've popped up a few times. And they're, they, like, kidnap her, and they tell the doctor, it's like, we'll kill her if you don't do this. And Janeway's like, don't do that. Because uh, they want to, like, they want to steal the warp core or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Bottom line, it's another kidnapping episode. But then it's also a body swap episode, kind of, because the doctor impersonates everyone else, which I'm always annoyed by. You know? You know, Jared? You know what I mean? Outstanding. Okay, now the next one is a two-parter, and yep. I have a few a few notes. Uh, Seven twenty-five. So the first part of this, uh, I I just say old people. You know what I mean, Jared? <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. Uh, so old people, uh, Chakotay Fox, Tuvok has Alzheimer's, and Janeway fucks up the timeline again. That's the first part of this episode. Huh. Uh, so what happens is you you get dropped in about 20 or 30 years in the future. And it, they've made their way home, but at a cost, Jared. At a heavy cost. Oh, God. So uh, <laughs> you, what, did the, what really happened to Neelix? What really happened to Neelix? <laughs> so in this episode, Chakotay and Seven are openly dating. Wow. Yeah, because they, uh, they've planted that. Um, but Chakotay and Seven are both dead by the time <laughs> Voyager makes it home. Right. So th- that, that is the heavy cost that happens there is that they both, those two die. Harry Kim makes it. Tuvok gets Klingon, or not Klingon, Tuvok gets Vulcan Alzheimer's. So he's crazy and he's in an asylum. Uh, Janeway's old. Harry Kim is there. Uh, Barkley is back, baby, and he's really old, too. So they're all old. And then Janeway breaks a bunch of protocols and gets a time travel machine from the Klingons. And then she time travels back to Voyager to where we left off after Neelix leaves. So she time travels back. That's the setup to this episode, Jared. And then 726, I have um, I'm Admiral Janeway, and I'll be your villain tonight, Jared. <gasps> Because Janeway's an admiral now, and you know what happens with admirals. Well, what about Kirk? Exception. Kirk. Kirk's so sexy. Kirk, Kirk is non-corruptible. He's non-corruptible because all he cares about is chasing ladies. Well, he's 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 about the human experience, in a po- but a positive human experience for he, he, for for himself ultimately. He but. is about a positive human experience. Yeah. Well, I think there was like I don't know. Um, so there's this one guy I sent you a tweet to. Uh, he's a guy that I don't know personally, but he used to be on a message board that I was on way back when, yeah, like back in the early 20s or yeah. 20s, back in 1920, but yeah, uh, in, the, in, in the early 2000s. And he he's a big Star Trek nerd guy. Yeah. He's a big nerds man. Mm-hmm. And he apparently just finished watching Voyager in the last two weeks. He was also very high on the episode that you also would liked about eugenics. He, of course, was oh, talking about good. it in terms of like race. Yeah, it's um, really good. Stuff. He said it was really good. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he. Yeah, he's been watching that track. But he had this. The thing what um, 
brought me like I just happened to think of him the other day, like you know, a few weeks ago. I was like, I wonder if that guy's around. And he was. I'm like, oh, he's on Twitter. Cool. So I started following him because he's like posts pretty positive things. He used to be like one of those uh, those Republicans back in the day. Uh, and he used, oh, yeah. to, oh, but he is uh, he is long abandoned that the party and uh, okay and come along from there. I guess it's he's, it's interesting to read because he still has certain values that mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. subscribes to. However, uh, he is dis- sure. definitely very disappointed in the state of the, the, the party as it exists. Sure. Uh, so I get a little bit of his political takes and Star Trek love. But he had this, someone like, I think it was like StarTrek.com said, what summarizes Star Trek to you? And he posted this this gif of, uh, of it's, it's Kirk in, from one of the movies, and it's mm-hmm. uh, him, like, biting into an apple. He's like, I don't mm-hmm. like to lose. And, like, his, like, take on it, I think, was, like, really uh, pretty good good in terms of like capturing the spirit of what he what he enjoys about what star trek is and this is like mm-hmm. ability of like humanity to overcome things and this uh which is like yeah it's probably like the most appealing part of star trek or at least it was until until we reached the, the 9-11 wars and then you sure. then, then you see what enterprise is and everything star trek has kind of been in after that period of time so mm. th- th- these are like because this show what it ended two thousand one it was like the it did it, it was May the, of it was the yeah it was the spring of two thousand one and, and then uh, Enterprise comes out what a year later and it's mm. a, it's a different world so is Enterprise like like Dark Knight Batman Begins Star Trek is that what it is or is it something else it gets well of course like, is it Dark well, Trek yeah they start there's torture like left like there's like you know the, you, you, I know I know but but it becomes like 2000s torture not 90s torture <laughs> when, like like Eli Roth hostile torture or what uh, not quite there I mean it's got some Gorn but it's like CGI Gorn and, uh-huh. it's, and it's like you like you miss those Andronians, the blue guys with the antennas. Well, you'll Not get really. you'll get them in Enterprise. They're, they're popular in Discovery too, right? Uh, in the new pro- show, probably because people just yeah. like think they look cool, and they're very underdeveloped completely yeah. in Star Trek. They they only show up like a handful of times in the original series, and yeah. yeah. Anyway, should, yeah. but anyway, that's like one of those things that I was like, yeah, that's a that's what I like about that Trek and why uh, Kirk's an yeah. enjoyable character. And uh, I think Patrick Patrick Stewart's uh, Picard carried that. Um, yes, he did. So, and I mean, Cisco has his place in the pantheon and, too. And, like, and, and, and in terms of uh, <laughs> his uh, war criminalness, his, his soft war crimes, you know, soft war crimes. But hey, he was a great dad. He was a great dad. Thank you. <laughs> uh so anyways let me finish this up Ed, there for you. Ed, what is it edding edgington edding eddington something like that okay. yeah yeah the, the maquis the maquis and you go enough about the maquis yeah. um okay here's the last little bit and this was a quote for you jerry okay, so, so, so admiral janeway admiral janeway and i'll tell you what the last hour is about but here's an actual quote from the second part of the last episode of Voyager. And this, I believe it's Mr. Harry Kim. Maybe it's not the destination. It's the journey. <laughs> Direct quote. Mm-hmm. Wow. Direct quote. Jared. They have a, they have a brilliant person writing for them. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's what happens. Janeway goes back. Uh, and she meets young Janeway, or Whoa. what is current Janeway for us. Yeah. 
And uh, she's like, listen, you're going to make it home in 23 years. You're going to lose 40% of the ship and you're going to regret it your whole life. I'm here to show you that there's a better way. You just passed the Borg homeland, Jared, the Borg homeland. And she's like, we know this now. We now have technology to fight the Borg. You didn't then. Um, and she's like, they have those warp tunnels where it's a trans warp. It's like, this will get you home today. And we can take, uh, and we could maybe, you know, do something else. And young Janeway's like, nah, I don't want to. Old Janeway's like, we're fucking doing it. I'm taking over. So that's where she's the bad ad- admiral in this. Uh, and then young Voyager crew is like, it's like, maybe we don't have to get home right now. Maybe the real treasure is the friendships we've made along this way. And, <laughs> and it's the journey. It's not the destination. So they're they're all kind of like, no, we're it's like we're not going to sacrifice stuff. We'll just keep going. And old Janeway's like, no, listen, you will all be sad or dead. You're not going to like this. So then they do a bunch of shit. And it's kind of like a... Uh, What's that called? Like, not a switcheroo, but it's kind of like a red herring thing. And uh, they go to the Borg homeland. They meet the Borg queen again. And uh, here's a spoiler for you, Jarrett. They kill all the Borg. They're dead. Or the Borg queen, specifically. They kill the Borg queen because old Janeway gets poised or like programmed nanites from seven because seven gives her nanites to everyone uh because it's like it's an easy out for their plot writing so uh old janeway gets like these poison nanites borg queen tries to assimilate her she gets the nanites it goes through the collective and then the entire nanites almost the entire borg's central office or whatever you want to call it gets exploded and then they exploded and then they hit through the warp trans warp and then you see earth and their defenses mounting and their ships everywhere and they say we got a heavy board contingent coming for earth we gotta map up or we gotta like get here to get ready and then voyager pops through and they they go we made it home hard end that's it and then does the music play triumphantly? The Voyager theme? Yes. Which I've said before, I actually... I. Oh, can you repeat that? I said I actually like the Voyager theme. It, it is. It's, it's, not, it's, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it is pretty good. I think when I watched those first six episodes uh i was like yeah this is actually this is actually a pretty good theme i think like as as a younger man i did make fun of it because it's just like uh i don't know there's there's elements that are pretty cheeseball but it is uh but it is a pretty uh sweet uh like very uplifting bombastic theatrical uh piece of music yes and that's why i like it and jared it's it's safe to say that you and i have finally made it home back to earth you, you you were gone for a long time there, buddy, and I was and I was Deanna Troy, and Dark and Barkley trying to get you back. Did I did I mention that Deanna Troy's in one of these episodes? Yes, in season seven. Okay, good. yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, I, I I couldn't remember if I mentioned that or not, but uh, yes, yeah, yeah. So we made it home, and uh, to wrap up Voyager. Yeah, my which I think you already know. Voyager is definitely the lowest of all of the fr- series for me, obviously. 
It's got some of the worst Star Trek. Yep. But that said, there have also been some awesome, like really, really good episodes. And I've always really tried to emphasize that with you, where I was like, these episodes are like mm-hmm. top tier Star Trek. It's just they're very but few. But there's like between. there's like ten of them. <laughs> there's like ten of them. Out, out of uh, what's the math on that? There's 26 episodes. It's like 160. Episodes. Yeah, tw- 26 times 7. Uh, yeah, that's... Or 168 or something like that. Yeah, it's, it, that's yeah. nuts. So some of the, the best, like some of the highest highs and some of the lowest lows. But uh, those 10 episodes, though, that like if you were keeping track, the ones I, I told you about, they are – some of them are so good. Definitely worth watching, especially if you're a Star, Star Trek guy, which I know you are. Yep. So there's some really, really great episodes of Voyager. And the good news is you could probably bang those out in a weekend. Like the top yeah. 15, you could get them out. And then you'd be like, I'm good. And then the rest of them, you already heard me describe them. So yeah. you don't need to watch those. So And, and the, that's it. Okay. So, I mean, obviously this is, uh, if anyone's listening to this, this is spoiler town. But so Because sure, sure. the, the show just ends with the ship going to Earth. Hitting, yeah. And it's just, and it's, and it's just. Done. And you're like, what? There's no Done. wrap up. You don't get to see them like do. No, it's just it. And you're like, uh, that's kind of a bummer because like the first mm-hmm. beats of the show, you see them on Earth with their like Janeway's uh, dude, her or is it her husband or boyfriend? Just the, mm. uh, you know, like whatever. It's like Tom Paris. Uh, is Tom Paris going back to jail? <laughs> yeah. Is Harry there's... is Harry Kim going to go hang out with his parents and play violin? Um, so you get a little bit of that in the first part of the episode where it's kind of right. like the, the, the fractured timeline yes. where it's kind of like, this is what could happen. And then, but it's, it's <laughs> also not accurate because Tuvok yeah. gets Alzheimer's, Chakotay's dead, Seven's dead. Harry Kim is like, he's so, a captain now, so, but so no seven, one cares. So, so does Seven and Nine get like humanized with, with finally with their like little Borg bits? Do they fall off? No, nothing like that happens. She's well, still kind of... Yeah. Yeah. She's still ha- as she is, but now she's dating Chakotay. And so they talk about when they get home and because uh, she's like, what will happen when we get to Alpha Quadrant? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, but all I know is I'm going to ask to be stationed close to you. And she's just like, I don't even really work here. <laughs> but uh, she she does get humanized throughout the last season of Trek a little bit, but mm-hmm. she never loses the, the Borg face stuff in the Borg hand. Right. It's just kind of always there. But... So yeah, that's any, any... any so what are your thoughts? I mean, I obviously didn't watch the show. And yeah. uh my my experience as a uh, passive listener, yeah. uh who's seen not a whole lot. I guess I mean it 20 plus years whatever. Whenever it was on, I watched it probably for the first year or two and then there was a point where I'm like ah, i just don't care anymore i yeah. outgrew this this kitty crap <laughs> but yes so and i meant and that goes for ds9 too i was just like i don't watch star trek anymore i'm cool i'm yeah cool sure now. yeah really cool and then you get old and then you go oh no wait star a- trek is actually, cool. actually star trek is cool it's the coolest of the things that there is it's and i can the, say that it's about the, it's about, the <laughs> it's about the human endeavor it's about the journey, Jerry. Yeah, it's not about the destination. Yeah, asshole. Yeah. Sorry. So, what was uh, 
you were saying that as a passive listener. Oh, so as a it does not sound like a good time because <laughs> it's so like there's so many bad episodes, so much it seems like crap. It sounds horrible because it's like oh hey, there's like one good episode. So like, okay, so just watch the best of, and that's it. And because yeah. there, there's all, I mean, but there's obviously probably there's I'm assuming there's character development, like subtle stuff. Yeah, pe- pe- yeah there here is. And there. there is, and that's like I like Chakotay, even though some of his stuff is problematic. Uh, I like Seven of Nine, even though some of her stuff is problematic. I like the Doctor. What happens to Admiral Janeway? If you want, to, does she like get a, uh, Back to the Future? No, uh, Admiral she, Janeway get... goes down with the Borg Queen. Nice. They blow up together. That's that's sweet. I like yeah. that. I like which that. Which is which is cool. Uh, so, but it's a cheat, right? Because you get to be like, oh yeah, Janeway gets to take down the Borg, but it's like, no, nah, she's fine. But she's actually okay. Yeah, like young Janeway gets. To oh, live. I, I, well, it is. Uh, I mean. Thinking about it, not having watched it, I guess it's kind of a uh, play on First Contact's plot, which yes. was about the Borg going to Earth and trying to erase it in its past. And this is about Janeway going back in time and taking out the Borg's homeworld. And but but it's yes. successful. Yes, it's yeah. like poetry, RJ. Are you saying that it rhymes? It, it rhymes. It rhymes. It is kind of like that. Yeah, it does end in... Uh, it. En- oh, I mean, it ends exactly like that. So yeah, Janeway, it's kind of like um, Janeway gets all the credit, but at the same time, she gets to enjoy it. Young Janeway. She is kind of the... She is kind of the... Ways. She is kind of the Borg buster now, too. Cause, yeah. Cause, like, cause even because like... Because Well, there's... Well, even in previous episodes, though, wasn't she like, yeah, let's go, go get into that Borg cube and, like, steal some technology? <laughs> like, she's just like, she, yeah. All the time. Yeah, she's very... All uh, the time. Yeah, she's just like, yeah, let's just do that. Yeah. And everyone's like, what, what, what's going on? Well, there's so many times where Chakotay's like, this is not a good idea. We shouldn't do it. And most of the time, it just... It works out by chance, which is the thing where it's like, Janeway actually makes a lot of bad decisions. They just work out simply by chance or like convenience where it's like everyone else is like this is bad and it starts going bad and then something will happen to be like oh there's a there's a random ship flying by that averts attention then it's like we can go well it's like stuff like that let me tell you rj though whenever uh-huh. uh you get your copy of nemesis back you'll you'll, uh-huh. be, you'll be paid uh by you'll get paid for it with a little visit from a friend from voyager oh uh, i i don't know I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know who it is. Uh, it, it, it is well, I'll say it is uh, some all time, all time, like atrocious acting. Like it's, it is, nice. it's so it's so bad. It's kind of like nice. it's it's startling because the whole time you're just like, oh, I can imagine being in a theater with uh, Star Trek nerds, and they'd be like, oh, <laughs> and, oh my god, and it's because it's just a thing that's happening. It's like. Fan service before, uh, like the the Disney Marvel movies really like honed it down and yeah. and kind of made it seem effortless. Really this is like, the, the, yeah, this is like the early days where it's like, ah, let us have a phone call. Hey, uh, Admiral Janeway, are you like uh, still fighting the Borg over there? Or, like, are you busy? Remember or... that time that happened? Yes, of course. Yeah, I that do. was crazy. Should we call Cisco? Nah. Nah, no, we're not well, no, he's gone. Cisco. He's gone still in continuity. Oh, I actually, yes, Cisco's ascended into uh, the Promised Land. Well, he's somewhere, but but he said he'd be back. He did say he'd be and, back. Remember, remember what that uh, season eight that uh, our boys pitched when uh, Cisco comes back. Uh, yep, 
I do. Oh man, <laughs> a nog blew up. <laughs> but, uh, but now Aaron Eisenberg's actually dead. Yeah, so luckily we don't have to worry about a season those, eight. Those sons of bitches killed him, I think. They did, yeah. Well, that dude Horrible. had like yeah, he had some weird sick. hormone problems, yeah, right? Yeah, he real health concerns. Not not, yeah. not not nice. Not nice. Not nice. I, mean, so anyways, I, I think it was just, actually. I think it was just like the anniversary of his death or his birthday like, or something like that. It was like, like a week not or two too ago. Long ago. No. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So my Twitter, all I get is Star Trek shit now, which I is fine. T- it's way better than like what was it? Like the, was it the uh, like Star Wars? That yeah, I was getting? you were getting Star Wars stuff for a while. No. Yeah. Um, I actually, so I have, I was following the Star Trek trend on Twitter for a long time, and like I liked a lot of it, but a lot of the time it was just like we thought you'd like this tweet. And it's like, I just watched an episode of star Trek. Wahoo. And I was like, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm done with this, but I tried to not like unfollow the trend and it won't let me, it won't let me, I can't unfollow it. I've tried days and days, like weeks apart. I was like, maybe there's a glitch in this system here. And then a week later I'd be like, okay, unfollow, unfollow. And I can't do it. It won't let me unfollow star Trek. I'm not even kidding. It's really strange. Anyways, anyways, uh, so yeah, here's my 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 bottom line on Voyager. Take it. Uh, one thing people need to consider as well is that I watched original series, animated series, TNG, and DS9 all within the span of 18 months, and then I rolled right into Voyager. Yeah. So, but that being said, too, all of those things I liked, those four series, they were all awesome. I liked all of them. DS9 have bad episodes? Yeah. Did TNG have bad episodes? Yeah. But original series also had some old had some stinkers. Old, had some old TV vibes. That's it's yeah. it's tough to get through. But yeah. that show is so it's such a pleasure to watch. It's it's real good. It real and it picked me up when I was uh living in the basement uh <laughs> coughing so in the darkness for me. Mm-hmm. But um so all those were great. And I just mean, like, maybe I had Star Trek fatigue for a bit when I went into Voyager. So that could have right. been set in the stage. But I think it's a kid show. And I don't mean that as, like, to put it down or anything. I do think it was trying to appeal to younger families. Uh, some of the some of the wor- absolute worst Star Trek episodes. Some, of, some absolute bangers. Uh, but a lot of the time, the biggest problem with Voyager is it, tr- it spins its wheels where it's treading over the same shit over and over again so i don't know it's not it's not a bad series i wouldn't could if you're a completionist yes but i would almost say like hit those 15 top apps and you're good yeah i mean i was thinking about this now off the top of my head so next generation probably has the kind of it's so tough because star trek and star trek next generation they, they both have such great casts like their actual core crew are so yeah. iconic so um i mean tng though it's, it's got some uh it's, it's got your deanna troys and your beverly crusher which uh not because of them per se but their they're episodes their poorly. episodes stunk because they're it's just like poorly. these are not very well written episodes especially uh bev crusher <laughs> poor yeah. poor bev and then just yeah, make and her it, fall in love with every ghost that appears yeah. and you're like Enough. I, I I think you were harsh though on the uh the sh- when the ship is uh, disappearing people and then she's left on it. I think that's a pretty cool episode. A Voyager? Or TNG? No, of TNG. 
Oh, uh, well, I mean, yeah, but I'm harsh on a lot of things. Yeah, when her son just disappears from existence. It's uh, pretty, pretty yeah, good stuff. Yeah, but I actually, I loved that because I, I said, I hate you, Wesley. Wesley. Hate you, Wesley. Yeah. I don't want to see Wesley Crusher come back on Prodigy or anything like that. I know Jane, like the new Star Trek animated is basically Voyager 2 because Janeway is going to be in it. And I think Chakotay said he's going to be in it. And Tom Paris is in Lower Decks already. So all these animated ones, they're taking all the Voyager cast. You know why? Because the animated show is supposed to be for teens. Voyager is a teen show. No one believed me. It's a family show. No one believed you. No one believed me. They're like, Voyager's got rough stuff. What about Tuvix? Uh, and it's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> the Tuvix the, the episode is like grim but uh not as grim as like you watch some of those torture episodes in ds9 or tng even mm-hmm. how many lights we we've we've hit way darker stuff than two vix i think but yeah i don't know do we make it home Jarrett? Did, did they make it home i was uh talking through a burp did we make it home uh, maybe i don't know so here's the real question when we come back, and probably not cre- during Creeptober, but in November, I, I have been watching a new series. Oh, that glitch. I have been watching a new series, and I have been taking episode-by-episode episode notes. So the real question is, in a one-month time, do you want the entirety of Millennium? Do I? Uh, no. Could be faster. <laughs> One thing I'll say is the Millennium, my my one-line zingers are probably better for Millennium than they ever were for Star Trek because of how ridiculous Millennium is. It is, it's, it's, it's nuts. Some of the stuff they do in Millennium is unbelievable. It's unbelievable, Jared. I can't believe it. I'm going to do it anyways. Well, we can, you, you can definitely talk about it. Yeah. But Here, I don't know if yeah. I'm going to watch it. Like, I, I. I don't know. Oh well, you don't have to watch. That, that's why. Sorry, that's what I thought you were asking. And like, no, I just. I. I or, meant, do okay. You are you sorry? Millennium? Okay. So we said, are you interested in like Millennium? I'm like, yeah. No, I'm not interested in watching it for myself. But you are welcome to discuss it. To if, discuss if, Millennium. Discuss, yeah. So so you have a gap now though in your viewing. Though you do have one other thing that you should be talking about, I guess. Unless you want to save it for a ghoul school in two weeks, but that's a long time from now. And there's it's all the it's all the hotness right now. This midnight mass, not to yeah. be confused with the John Rosam comic from like the early two thousands, midnight Massachusetts. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. not, not at all. This is this is some Mike Flanagan mm-hmm. on Netflix. Yes, Netflix original seven episodes. I saw a lot of references to Mac. To Mac. Yeah, from It's Always Sunny. Oh, uh, the first step. Okay, there's some ridiculous shit in this show. <laughs> ridiculous. Um, spoilers, okay, so yeah. spoilers, RJ, because people have probably not watched this at all. I didn't even know what it was until about like yeah. four days in, and then I realized, oh, this is a Mike Flanagan thing. Yeah, I won't spoil it too much unless you want me to. No, I don't. Yeah, but I don't. I, I might I might watch I, this for, cry, for now that it's loggable. Yeah, uh, I, I'll, I'll hit it mildly. I'll hit it mildly. Yeah. Um, so do you know about Catholic guilt, Jerry? Yeah, yes. Yes. Do you know about Catholic guilt alcoholism? Yeah, I, I I get to yeah, yeah. 
you get to see it week by week. Uh, do you want to watch seven hours of it? Uh, I like I like making a podcast for three and a half hours a week a night? about it. About it? Yeah. Well, okay. the, I was waiting for you to say Catholic guilt, alcohol monsters. And I was going, well, that's my experience, RJ, with you. Catholic. Yeah, Catholic guilt, alcoholism, monsters. That's the when I was, I think, four episodes. Other way I could review this, other than that, because it's so spot on. How many episodes is this thing? Seven, and they're all over an hour. Um, but like (sighs) just so it's like an hour and four minutes. Is it good? Each episode, it's good. Yeah, is it it a is it a return to form for M for the Flan Man? It is on par with most things, I would say. Um, okay, that's not so encouraging. Here, uh, okay, here's what I say. It was, it was good. We watched it in like two days because we were. Yeah. It was compelling. Um, it has compelling. It's got a few of the easy like um, trappings of what it. Once you figure out what it is, it does fall into a couple things where you're like, ah, don't do that. But it did have some surprises as well where there were, there were a few things that happened where I was like, Ooh, I didn't think they were going to do that. Like so early in this show, or I didn't think they were going to go for it completely. If that makes sense. Um, in the vaguest way possible. They, what I mean is there were some surprises where I was like, Oh, I didn't think they would just kind of go all the way for it. That's cool that they did. So this show, Jared is about a, uh, it's a main town, but it's basically like somewhere on Prince Edward Island where there's like a community of like 300 people uh, and small Catholic contingent. And the they send the old priest to the promised land one like to Damascus. Uh, and he never he doesn't come back. But a young priest comes back and he says, hey, I'm the replacement from the Dionysus, uh, the uh, old priest. He's uh he cut, he got a little sick so he's in the hospital so I'm here to take care of you. And this new priest Jarrett starts doing things that are uh a little bit crazy. He's talking pretty he's talking with power and force. He's yelling at handicapped girls in wheelchairs to stand up. And Jarrett, wouldn't you know, they do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he gets uh he starts doing miracles. And everyone in the town starts becoming better. They, the old people start to feel better. They're younger. Uh, the lady, the girl in the wheelchair starts to be able to walk again. People are getting over their troubles. But Jarrett, sometimes things aren't always what they seem. They're not always what they seem. One's just got to be, uh, you know, just keep true to your heart. What's your, yep. your relationship with Jesus? And uh, uh-huh. make sure that uh, you uh, watch out for those devils. Talk to your youth pastor is what I would recommend. Oh, no. I don't like the way he looks at me. I would talk to your youth pastor. Uh, so this is a mix of a lot of things. I can tell you exactly what it is. It is very, very Stephen King, which is also <laughs> no. very Mike Flanagan. Yeah, yes. At this uh, point, it's just, do you like Stephen King? Do you wish that uh, you could read you more than more? two books a year? And yep. one was just like a TV show that takes away less time to read than a Stephen King book. Yeah. Uh, do you see that? Do you see that picture of Stephen King the other day? Can you get whatever it was three hundred likes in an hour? And uh, the shirt read, "Relish today, ketchup, ketchup tomorrow. tomorrow." It's pretty good. The the Steve, he's one of my one of my guys. He's one of my guys. Mm-hmm. I like it. I would have liked it. Yeah. You. I think you two be compatible. Yeah. 
oh fuck yeah him and i could hang we could just hang out and eat hot dogs yeah uh i could tell you it is this show is very very much like a single stephen king book but if i tell you you'll know what it's what it is which isn't like a huge spoiler it's revealed in the second episode but i don't know if you want me to do uh, that I'll, I'll let me let me enjoy it for myself okay uh, and you'll in the second episode, you'll know immediately what I'm talking about. Okay. Here, here are the things that I like. Here are the themes, Jarrett. Alcoholism. Uh-huh. Addiction. Uh-huh. Uh, but also, those are applied to organized religion and faith and what people do for the things that they believe in and what people do with what they want to try to make themselves. So this is also, and I think those things go hand in hand and I always joke about this, but I think like Catholic guilt and alcoholism actually do have a lot of comparisons. Uh And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just like, there's a lot of overlap between these things and that's what the show is doing. So you have like, there is like actual characters who are in AA in this, and there's a lot of allegories to addiction in like, what starts to happen with the town people it's like an addiction allegory and you're like okay cool uh but then the organized religion thing is really good uh like i actually kind of liked i really like what they do because the young guy he's super charismatic he's kind of a jim jonesy so you you get a little cult stuff in here just a little bit just a taste of it where it's kind of like where's the line in these things and hey jared maybe the line is blurred sometimes Maybe you don't know what is right and wrong. You know what I mean? Now we're cooking. Now you're cooking with gas. Uh, but I, I do really like it's between those two things. And uh, uh, yeah, I like where it goes. It's like I said, there's some surprises. The thing I with the Mac picture, there's a really stupid thing in the first episode where there's like a little uh, like, what is it called? An inlet or an islet from the island. And it's completely inhabited by cats. So there's like people there like hanging out like it's teens smoking weed and there's cat eyes in the back of the camera for like five, ten minutes. And I was like, what the fuck uh, is going on here? Uh, uh, really stupid. One thing I forgot to take, but I'll update it now is um, there is some in the first episode. There's some pretty egregious animal uh, death, which I find even more unnecessary based on what this story is actually about. So I was like, that's silly. Um, but, uh, cat eyes, cat eyes. Mm -hmm. So what I'll say is it's good. Uh, we, we did enjoy it. It's got a few things where you're kind of like, meh, but, uh, on the whole, I do think you will enjoy it more than, uh, some of the last few things. Dr. Sleep. (laughs) Yeah. I think you'll enjoy it more than Dr. Sleep. It is a bigger investment, but Mm -hmm. it's good. The, the priest guy is, um, he's pretty good. Like, uh, he, he really kind of owns that presence of like, I am a, a youth minister and I am going to convince you of certain things. It's good. Um, you know, just, uh, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Uh, just to trans, um, you know, transfer the conversation over to television. Sure. Uh, what, what's, what's in the news? Uh, I I saw, I see this more. No, no. I don't know if you saw this, this morning, uh, the New York times ran an article, called why is every young person in america watching the sopranos i i did see that actually Uh, i I didn't i didn't mention it i didn't send it to anyone but i saw that today and i was like why wouldn't they be sopranos is awesome yeah 
Did you? Is there an answer? Why is every young person watching uh, this? Practice? I don't care. They should. I guess it's a good show. It is a good show. But the one I was talking about was your show. Oh yeah. So uh, one one J. Michael Straczynski, creator of Babylon Five, he popped out of nowhere and was like, "Hey guys, we're doing a, we're doing a Babylon Five relaunch reboot, re- totally from scratch." Yep. And uh, I mean, cool. I mean, that's that's weird timing. I I have yep. season five to still kind of get through, and I've I'm in no rush. Uh, it seems sure. like it's also strange watching it because I don't know what the direction ultimately is going to be. It feels like cleanup because it feels it feels like everything so, that needed to be said was done in the first four because they kind of rushed yeah. through and then they're oh you know you get your other year or your another yeah. season you're go oh what do we need 24 episodes to do now which it could be it could be it we'll could see be. i mean the the fourth season kind of also had like a what's the direction this is going and then something was like over and yeah. you're like oh wait there's more and they're like oh no there's like a whole story that they're gonna do and there's some uh some pretty sweet ass action in season four rj not gonna lie Ooh, i like the sound of that yeah uh well i think i'd mentioned to you that there's like a whole lot of torture in one episode yeah it's i it's, do like that it's it's definitely no chain of command uh, i think that that is mm. going to be that's pretty tough to beat it's hard to beat yeah, yeah. but this one is like four of the the show they, they do a good job it's like yeah i love, I love my sci-fi with real politique and the tortures of captains real politique yeah yeah i mean the torture is pretty terrific it yeah. genuinely is I did. I think I saw something that uh, Straczynski was like, it's going to, he's like, it's not like just a hard reboot that you think he's like, think about like how Battlestar Galactica was. Yeah. Well, for sure. It will be a little different, completely different thing. Well, cause like so there's, there's like some of the iconic characters, uh, the guy who played Jakar, he's dead and it's kind of tough to bring some, so you're, you might as well just start over, do different things. Uh, we'll see how well, his style of writing and if they try to like bring over that same sensibility it'll just be like this show sucks because mm-hmm. i feel like the the excuses one could make for battle on five is it was a show of its era and sure. i i don't know what j michael Straczynski is like nowadays but i feel like he still has unless he's got a good uh some showrunners and some other people writing it to flesh it out i don't know if he's the type of writer that will uh, make a hit other than he's got a name and people like dusting off old properties who doesn't? Who doesn't? We're doing it right now. That's right. S- oh. Samurai style. Ooh. Do you have to go to the bathroom as bad as I do? Uh well, maybe. But you know what? We can <laughs> let's, let's let's wrap it. You have no, no other news, I'm assuming. No, I'm good. I'm All good. right. Well, fuck it. We we're we're, we're going to take a shit right now. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't. Know. Hard end, uh, hard cut. Just leave it. Don't even introduce uh, the movies. Oh wait, uh, uh, after the break, uh, I'm sure someone has to shit in those movies too. Sure.
一の方様にさようだそれでそのお市の方様を当家の長男与五郎の嫁として差し使わされることに相決まったこれはよどんだ封建制度の中に浮き彫りにされたある一つの歴史人間の愛の記録である一すまん大奥へ大奥へ戻ってくれバカ者近い横のどのようなことがあっても一を話さん一も誓うのだどのようなことがあっても横のからは離れんと二人ともともこのわしに誓うのだ急に召したのは他でもない直ちに用意をなしママアリ組笹原伊三郎並びに養老を討ち取れいなことを仰せられるな何しかし父上おそうございますな下がるだが身体極まったと見えた瞬間鮮やかに身を開き構えの位置が逆になっておる。Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about the first half of the 60s swordplay collection. The what? Yeah, it's a good title for a box set, right? The 60s swordplay collection <laughs> is that kind of like the 60s coldplay hits collection? You're a big coldplay guy, right? Uh, yeah, I heard, I heard all about that. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know you're a big coldplay guy. Nice, nice, the biggest. Rebel Samurai, 60s swordplay classics. Sure. There we go. There you go. Cold play. Four movies, but this week we're only talking about the first two. Uh, Okay, so before we get into it, is there a rationale of why these movies fit together in in a pairing other than them being samurai films? Or is there some connection that I don't know about? It's probably the studio. Oh, okay. 60s, uh, that, I don't know, that... Uh, cultural shifts in the 60s and approaching the the samurai genre 
from being yeah. kind of like uh, you you just love your emperor. This is about like, hey, sometimes power corrupts, you know. Does absolute power corrupt absolutely? Cha, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, totally. Cha, yeah, cha, cha. Okay, I was just I was curious because I was like, I don't really know why these um, like these two movies we watched today at least. I was like, I don't really know what the the theme is here other than samurai. But it's about bad lords and 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 men who have to use violence to achieve their goals. Did you say cuck lords? <laughs> um, I said cuck beast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's a few of those. So for, those. so in order, yeah. let's talk about Samurai Rebellion. From okay. 1967, directed by Masaki Kobayashi. A synopsis for y'all. Where's it from? Toshiro Mifune stars as Isaburo Sasahara, an aging swordsman living a quiet life until his clan lord orders that his son marry the lord's mistress, who has recently displeased the ruler. Reluctantly, father and son take in the woman, and to the family's surprise, the couple fall in love. But the lord soon reverses his decision and demands the mistress's return. Against all expectations, Isaburo and his son refuse, risking the destruction of their entire family. Director Masaki Kobayashi's Samurai Rebellion is the gripping story of a peaceful man who finally decides to take a stand against injustice. Like Liam Neeson. That's a a mouthful. Yeah. If you know what I mean. So, this is a first-time view for me. Uh, really? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, this is probably the highest rated samurai movie I had not seen yet. Um, hmm. And so it's always been on there. It's got that Mifune guy. Who? Uh, sans, Toshi? Sans, sans uh, Akira Kurosawa. Yeah. Tosh? To- Tosh? Tosh? I like Tosh. Okay. Yeah, who doesn't like Tosh? And so yeah. I've been putting this one off, and of course for the last five years, knowing that inevitably I'd be watching it anyway. So I was like, "Hey, this this must be the opportune time, sure, the moment to strike with the edge of the blade." Uh, with what? You have to speak up. I'm uh, not wearing pants. So this uh, these are these are all both going to be period pieces. They're samurai movies. <laughs> wow. Uh, what about Neo Samurai? Ah, good question. You mean like Jean-Pierre Melville style? Ah, uh, I'm not talking about Les Samurai. Well, there's, talking... there, there's a lot of Samurais in the last 11 movies. There uh, has been a lot of Samurais yeah, since, since, in the last since, 11 uh, movies. 301 and up, there's a lot of Samurai action. Last week, just like it was like, like half a Samurai. Which half though? It was like the, the fake kind. The guy pretending to be a samurai and taking credit for it. I mean, the incel? Uh, no. Oh, which one are we talking about? Uh, Yujitsu. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about less samurai. And then there's yeah. less samurai, which is like who's also oh, who's also a fake samurai. Yeah. And then you have Herikiri, which is kind of also about a fake samurai. And and then there's a real samurai, mm-hmm. and he. And he beats ass. Was that Tosh? No. Damn. Non, non, what if it was though? No, non-Tosh. Could you imagine? So, uh, how to talk about this movie? Yes. So this movie opens up. Uh, we have two buddies, two old friends 
whose names, mm-hmm. whose character, so it's Isaburo Sasahara. That's uh, Toshiro Mufuni's character. And then there is his friend, who, is it uh, Asano? I'm going off of these names here. You know better than It is. Okay, it is. It is. Uh, uh, Tadawaki Asano, played by Tatsuya Nakadai. Uh, that is his good, close, personal friend, who mm. th- they both know they're the best. And they do not want to have a duel to decide who's really the best of the two because they don't want to, like, bring any dishonor or, like, shame onto the other one's family. So they're just like, leave well enough alone and we'll be good, close, personal friends. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I believe you. Yep. So uh, we get a, a retirement. <laughs> as a, as a retirement party? Uh, yeah, Japanese style. Oh, uh, was there cake? Uh, no. What do you think the retirement party, like, or the retirement gift for samurai is? You know, like, sometimes when someone, like, retires from, like, a factory, they get, like, a watch or something? Yeah. What would the retirement gift for a samurai be? Like a, an all gold sword? You know what I think would be? A ribbon. A ribbon. Yeah, that, they're in, they're probably really into ribbons. Yeah, I feel like I feel like a ribbon would really work. Like it's just like I don't know how to describe it. I just think a like a nice fancy ribbon would be what it would be. What color would you like this ribbon to be in? I mean, I think it really depends on the guy or like or the gal, but I think a baby blue, like a powder blue ribbon. You know? You know about powder blue? I've heard about it. Yeah. Well, that's that's just my idea. Yeah. What were you talking about? Uh, Samurai Rebellion. And then there's a time jump. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Sasharada's son is all grown up. And the family's like, ah, oh, he's got to get married to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a common thing that is in these Harikiri and stuff like that. It's like these friends colleagues Mm -hmm. and they're like well to they're not necessarily well to do that might be overstating it but they're comfortable they're yeah they're comfortable yeah and uh well word comes down the uh the lord of the land he's uh which lord uh the land the landlord the landlord yeah shit yeah being landlord's not a job rj so twitter tells me well, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but apparently they collect money from other people's misfortune, is what mm-hmm. I've heard. That's right. Well, allegedly. Nothing, it was much like this back in 1725. And um, the landlord, well, he's very displeased with his new wife that he wanted to have a baby with as a backup baby, just in case his, his son died. Then it's like, well, at least we got another son to carry on the line. So this lady, backup here, baby, backup yeah. baby. This this lady, we're gonna bring her in. She's a a fetching lass, and uh, wow, they get they're gonna get to it. They're gonna have that baby, and soon enough, that's that happens. But that the the landlord, he's got a uh, he's got his eyes already on another piece, another side piece, uh, mistress, and man, oh man, this woman. She does not like this very much, and she beats the shit in montage out of this uh, woman, out of I don't know frustration, jealousy, a little, a little bit of everything. 
Mm-hmm. And the Lord, mm-hmm. of course, the Lord's like, whoa, I, I don't like this. Uh, well, I don't like this uh, sort of uh, tension. I don't like this aggression. And he just has almost nothing to do with her. And she just lights him up with slaps, calling him mm-hmm. out. And he does not like that at all. And he's like, I, I can't handle this. This woman's crazy. Is she potentially hysterical? Well, uh, Is that what? That, that's what, that's what uh, some men would say. Some RJ. Not well, me. I... Not I. Oh, I I definitely have never used such words to describe a person, mm-hmm. male or female yeah. or a- anything else. I'm just saying some people used to say things some, like that. Some, some people, RJ. Some so people. Um, he needs to get rid of this broad. And so his deal is like, well, I'm going to send her off to one of my <laughs> minions. <laughs> and he, I'll marry him off to their son. And they can take care of her. Mm-hmm. Take her, get her away from me. We find all this out in a flashback when she tells her it's, side of the story. Um, yeah. I'm just telling it now because like there's a lot of hesitation. Um, uh, Isaboro's wife, she's just like no one's good enough for her son or for the family. She wants to be very strategic. There's also there's actually two brothers. There's the good brother, and then there's the one who's like, yeah, <laughs> they're going to ruin the reputation of the house. <laughs> it's like, he's just a schemer. He has no real personality other than he's just like, yes, mother. <laughs> but He reminds me of uh, an RC guy. <laughs> Whatever that means. You know what it means. Okay. You know what it means. Um. So. So. So the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, it turns out, though. Through thick and thin, the son and this um, concubine being forced onto this family, they hit it off, and they 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 fall in love. RJ, they they build up a connection, and everyone starts kind of well. The father and his son and his son's you know wife, they all like they all like one another. Who cares about the his wife and the other son? They're just like miserableists. Uh, There's a baby. And like what? Three months after that baby's born, the Lord's changed his mind, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, uh, I want her back. Send her back. Yeah, send her back. Why, why haven't you sent her back yet?" And everyone's like, "It's all the, the methods of like negotiations mm-hmm. and like sniveling in betweeners, and the guys who who actually wield this power, but they have to like." Make, they have to make this happen, and they're like, yeah. they know it's a, they know it's a shit deal. This is like pretty stupid, but oh, that's that's not their point. It's not their job to question their lord. It's to get what the lord wants, and don't ask questions. So the absurdity of it all, though, is, is like infuriating. And they're like, what the fuck? Like we didn't want this girl, mm-hmm. and we did it out of honor and duty to the lord, and it mm-hmm. worked out pretty good for us. We're pretty happy the way things are, and now you've changed your fucking mind again bud and uh i don't respect that i don't respect this and no one wants no one, no one wants this deal so yeah. uh she tells they tell them to go fuck themselves <laughs> it's yeah politely uh they're like no 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 you don't you don't see how this is like no this isn't a choice you're just you're mm-hmm. going to do this um uh, and if you don't you're going to have to commit seppuku like and then then well that'll be that'll be that <laughs> well about- and, and, it, and they're pretty good they're like yeah no problem we'll do it Bye. Well, well, that's it's escalating, right? There's a lot yeah. of um, mind games and anger happening uh, as people are not like, weren't you just going along with it? The Lord asked. It's like, well, it's not that simple. Mm-hmm. But, for, but for some people, bad dudes, 
they're like bad dudes. They're like you. You just follow and obey orders. That's just the way life is. Mm-hmm. Well, just these, these guys are like, no, 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 no. It's like, hey, if you do this, uh, it's not going to fly, and we're going to tell people that you're forcing this situation. We're going to put the word out of what mm-hmm. you're trying to do, and they're like, oh, you don't want that. You don't want to be doing that. So there's, there's a lot of like, oh yeah, you want to go? You want to go? A lot of uh, circling around the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so finally, um, the sun seems to be like, everyone's kind of willing to cave at various points because it's a very stressful situation and everyone's struggling against this sense of duty versus what they want. Um, mm-hmm. Finding that right balance. Uh, eventually though, they an arrangement is made. It's like okay, we're gonna bring her down. You're gonna we're gonna pay you a visit. She's gonna we're gonna carry her in her little carry box. Uh, we're gonna have a detachment of like you know a dozen or so samurai uh, guys because we know that uh, there might be some trouble, and uh, mm-hmm. no, nobody wants to fuck with Mifune. <laughs> well, would you mess with Tosh? No, c- clearly not. Really not a good idea. I so, can't mesh with Tosh. So they make a, a wonderful offer saying, hey, how about instead of you guys having to kill yourselves, we're just going to sentence you to living outside of the castle, out on a shrine, you know, with a horse out, out on a mountain, not bothering anybody. <laughs> ah, I was uh, I was wondering if you were going to hit that. Timely. Mm, t- yes. Timely. Well, Don Rickles fans unite. That's right. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> That is the agreement, right? Yeah, Do you yeah. think that's where Rickles got it? And he's like, oh, yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, it's... yeah, so they're like, no, we're not doing yeah. that. But it's, it's like, well, no, no, uh, it's got to be her decision. How about that? We're going to kill these guys unless you uh, agree to this whole thing. And mm-hmm. instead of making a choice, instead, she throws herself onto the spear of one of those guards that have drawn down on her. And she takes herself out of the equation. And, of course, this sets off a series of violent uh, encounters. Um, the son, he gets got. It's kind of, like, shocking. <laughs> You're like, whoa. Yeah. That's like, damn, that guy's, he didn't even, like, get draw a sword or anything. He's just, he's done. He keeps getting stabbed. But then Mifune gets, gets down to business and just yeah. blasts his way through these guys with a sword. Um, uh, as opposed to what? With what else would he be doing it with? Effortlessly cutting oh, okay. through people, and you're like, okay, so he's he's the best. Uh, yes, he he's the best. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's the best there is yeah. at what he does. He's and, like and, Logan, and then he gets down to uh, tearing up that nice rock garden of his to bury all these dead bodies, and he, he one mans yeah. this thing. Oh, and he's got a baby now. He's got to like take care of. Yeah, and it's Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, well, uh, he's, he's, he's like, number one granddad. He is. He's a very nice granddaddy. He's number one granddad. Um, and he gets to bury his son and daughter-in-law, and uh, he's like, "Well, fuck, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna go fuck up the the Lord, I guess." Um, I'm gonna, I'm, or no, I sorry, that's his specific plan is he's going to go to Edo to like file a formal complaint, I guess, about this. E- Edo, the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't take his order, RJ. What do you get at Edo if you go? I don't, Edo. You don't eat at Edo? Nah. I like Edo. I, if I, I were, I'd be about those tuna rolls. Some, I, uh, some tekamaki. Tekamaki? Uh, no, you got to get like the meal at Edo. I'm a big fan of just um, 
like you know like the rice and uh, teriyaki things but uh, there's a lot of people I know teriyaki teriyaki things uh, but uh, a, a lot of people I know call it Edo's <laughs> with an S it's like you want to go down to the Edo's later and I go yeah, I do want to go down to the Edo's. Well, I'll mention later. that to uh, I'll, I'll mention that to the franchise owner here in town, Mike. That it's Mike. Yeah. Tell him, hey, you ever been to Edo's? Mm-hmm. I think they and sometimes it's eat O's. What were you talking about? Uh, this movie called Samurai Rebellion. So, oh, that's not Edo. Uh, before they sent these guys, they actually went and talked to uh, Asano, his old best friend, saying, hey. Uh, you're you're on gate duty. You're the master of the gate, uh, but we're going to need you to take care of this guy. He's like, oh no 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 no, that's that's not against the regular. He basically uses the rules against these guys to say, no, nah, I'm not. I know what you want me to do because you all know that I'm the only person that could probably kill this guy, and you're all afraid of him, and you want to use me? No, nah. I'm I'm the gate guy. That's my job, <laughs> mm. and uh, you're not going to make me do anything beyond that. So fuck off. Well, they're dead. Um, and so now uh, Isaburo, he's kind of on the run. He's got to um, try to get across the border. Um, apparently, the only way you can cross land is through by a road, through a gate, which of course brings him face to face with his friend. And now they, and now there's conflict, and it draws upon them having to have a a, a battle to finally decide who's the best. And it's pretty. Um, it's pretty. Who sweet. is the best? It's pretty sweet. It's very quick, but very uh, big, dramatic little sword fight. We get some bl- drawn blood across the forehead, and then you get a a kill that comes out of nowhere. And you're just like, whoa, he's, that's it. That's just the way it is in a lone wolf and cub. Short and sweet. Well, one strike kill, man. Yep. Where did you learn to samurai? Nice and neat. I but, learned it at Edo's. But then we find out uh, the sword is not stronger than muskets. And but, but we do get uh, a prime example of Japanese strong style of a man no selling bullet boots as he walks triumphantly through them and and is be able to spit out one final long long final word to his granddaughter granddaughter well, I mean, if you were dying, you'd want to tell her one last thing, no he said, and if I say <laughs> anything, Tome, it is yeah, going to be this awesome um, we were the family so that's the plot. Of this movie. Sure it is. And it is. so I think this movie is pretty sweet. I think the last half hour of this movie is super good. I think it's like great, great samurai action. For people who love samurai movies, for all these goddamn samurai movies that we have to watch, watching Criterion's, because mm-hmm. there's this big old weeb up there, John Criterion. Because he is now he confirmed we oh he's got a big top knot RJ and he's got his Samurai like bun, he, huh? he's got his like uh, uh, fabricated swords uh, behind him mm-hmm. in his little do- mm-hmm. what he calls his office his dojo his dojo yeah I'm gonna go to the dojo for a while babe what this, I'm going to the dojo t- Taipei mats <laughs> Taipei date whatever they're called uh, and he has mm-hmm. his teeth and uh, he has he's very demanding he wants to return yeah. to old ways. He's a big fan of uh, Great Reset? Ma- of Mishima, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that's that's the man who's responsible for this abundance okay. of samurai action. But I think this is uh, definitely one of the stronger entries. I mean, considering this movie is just a touch over two hours, I think this movie went by actually really really fast. Sure. Um, 
I was engaged the whole time. Uh, it's a very it's a very simple story. At the end of the day, it's pretty predictable uh, in terms of beats. But then these, it's 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 like Harry Curie, but I think Harry Curie is like per, like pretty well perfect uh, in terms of its setting out its goals. This is kind of like a slightly I don't know what you call farty farty fartier version <laughs> of Harry Curie. I think I think that's yeah. I think that's accurate. Yeah. Um, but it's like but it is like really good and i think um for its reputation it seems like a lot of people give this pretty high marks and i will say i will concur on these i i think that um both this and harry curie are better samurai movies than kurosawa movies potentially 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 uh even i mean yeah i mean that's just my view on this whole matter. That's um, just like your thing, man. Yeah, it's just, you know, my opinion, man. Uh, yeah. RJ, yeah. What, what, what do you think about this rebellion with samurais? Is, was there it's, enough rebellion for you? I mean, it's hard to say because some people want to know where the rebellion is. Is it rebel rebellions without a cause? Are we talking about James Dean? Mm-hmm. Or is it like Star Wars, the clone rebellion? Do you know what I mean? What, which one is it more like? Somewhere in between, perhaps. Uh, it's not really James Dean. I'd say it's more like a Bea Lugosi as a teenager. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't, but few people do. Mm-hmm. Few people do. Uh, yeah, so this was, uh, I mean, probably, obviously, a first-time watch for myself. Uh, I didn't I didn't look into either of these movies. I just thought that they're samurai movies, and I went, okay. And uh, so I threw this on, and then I saw... A Mafune production, and I went, "Oh, baby!" You, you sat up. I went, "Tosh!" You t- tightened up your uh, your samurai Japanese style underwear. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was hopped, those, in, uh, hopped into the the spa. The underwear that go all the way down to the ankles, real vestment style, real uh, real form fitting, you know. Uh, but yeah, I saw my man Tosh, and I was like, "Ooh." Like this. And then I saw the two hour and one minute run time and I was like, oh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I went less good, but uh, I will uh, see this through. And I was watching this and I went, hey, this is a romance movie. It's kind of nice. Uh, and I was watching a little more and I was like, oh, shit, this is a complex romance movie. I really like when uh, you get the backstory about how the guy was like, here's my new mistress. Be friends with her. And then I I love that the lady loses it, mm-hmm. and the, and the guy like really kind of quietly is like, he's like I'm just gonna sneak out of here while you guys deal with this, uh, and then he bails on it. I thought that was a really effective scene. I was like I like this. It's funny, um, hilarious. I I thought it was funny, um, but then yeah. So like you you explained it uh, in detail, but. Um, the whole setup here of why they're doing what they're doing. Bottom line, end of the day, Shiro Mufune is standing up for what he thinks is right. And can you ever go wrong with that? I don't think so. I don't know. I, it hasn't happened to me yet. Uh, so yeah, I think this is a uh, this is a slammer. This thing is nice. good. Yeah, real good. Um, it's it blows by. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you mentioned. As you were watching the second film, which we won't play that card too fast, but <laughs> you were kind of like, huh, weird that the longer movie 
didn't seem longer. And I was like, yes, I agree. Uh, because this first movie is real, real good. I love the setup to it all. Like I, I do like this kind of long storytelling um, that sets who these people are. And they're like, they're like, we didn't want this. It was forced upon us, but this is us now. And it's like, and we actually like it. And it's like, and you can't take that away from us. Um, so I thought that was awesome. Toshiro Mufune is just, He's the best. Like, I don't know. I, I'd be hard pressed to name another Japanese actor that I think is consistently good as good as Tosha's. He's just so cool. Um, <laughs> I love a lot of the dialogue in this movie, which is well done. You know, a lot of talks, which I had a ton of screenshots, but none of them worked, which is mm-hmm. unfortunate. Uh, like I, I got them all and then I opened up my thing and it was all blacked out and I went, oh. The disabled screenshots again, okay, uh, which is too bad. Probably, uh, just, but I, I always, I always say like, hey, do you try a different browser? That's what I was. That's what I did do. So they they've disabled it on Chrome, and then I went to the backup, which was the very underused Microsoft Edge. Oh dear. Which is what I've been taking screenshots on for the last three months, and I know people have like, why don't you use Snipping Tool? doesn't work they've blocked that uh they've blocked everything i think basically at this point i'll try firefox next week but i have you could always use your uh your phone to take a picture of it off the screen that that was blocked immediately from day one because that's where how i originally tried to do no but i mean like literally use your phone to take a picture of your screen (laughs) how would that be blocked (laughs) yeah i could do that yeah that would be unideal but uh it would fit our brand we're we're not ideal but no you could but you could also meme that yeah it's all it's all it's all for the memes if we do get sued i just want to know that i'm doing it under coercion and it's not my free will no okay uh it's for the patreons Mm -hmm. um but uh, what was i talking about yeah i I really like the dialogue in this which is really good and uh, i the ending is pretty sweet mm-hmm. uh and i do think that uh i think your buddy steven spielbergo must be a fan of this because uh the ending kind of sequence reminded me a lot of uh the raptors in jurassic park 2 in the tall grass uh, where people are <laughs> popping up and then popping yeah. down and guys are getting taken out by tosh in the tall grass i was like this is just the okay. raptor scene so one one thing i just I, I was uh, one thing I just noticed is yeah no these don't even have like the same uh, studio or anything combining them because uh, this well, is this why, is Toho and I was like oh wait that's a Toho and the other one's uh, I'll find out for in a second uh, Sochiku okay so You're, there's no connection uh, well other than samurai action in the sixties and sword play mm, and ass okay. play and what kind of play. Jared? So you like Samurai Rebellion, huh? I do. It's a good show. It is a good show. That's very good. Uh, I like it, and um, I was like putting it on my list, and uh, I was moving it above movies and above movies, and it's actually pretty high on my, my list, which is like a little bit surprising for me, but I was like, no, it's better than all these movies, so Oof. that's just where it is. Well, hey, I mean... It's not like super high. It's not numbered in top 10, but I was well, like, yeah, it's a good show. R- right now in the the last 11 movies we've watched it's number two second only to less samurai harry kiri actually uh, i do have less samurai at number three uh i'd say 
Yeah. Well, we all know why. <laughs> it's a very it's a very pretty movie. Very attractive. <laughs> very attractive. Uh yeah, no, um Samurai Rebellion is real good. I think one of the only things against this thing is uh I think it deserves a, a better a better title. I think there's they could have did something better than that, but um uh, and it's not a bad title. So, it's just... according to Donald Ritchie, the actual Japanese title, uh, yeah. would, uh, the actual translation would be Rebellion, Receive the Wife. Re- receive? Yeah. They, I mean, they receive a wife. Wife? Remember? They get the wife? Well, come see, come saw. Is that what you're saying? Because I think the, okay, the title here, this is my flawless flawless uh, pronunciation here if you're ready for it yeah joyuchi heriyutsuama shimatsu it's was tashira mafune on the line for <laughs> I, I i know it's all that new all that new japan pro wrestling is paying off wow flawless yeah. flawless. flawless oh rj you know there was a a, a tv remake from 2013 no there wasn't there was is there seriously? Yeah, from it was a TV movie, I think, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah on the TV Asahi. Well, we really bunged that one up, mm-hmm. huh? That's fine. We really uh, bunged I, it I, up. I, I, I don't need to know how. It's like it's not even like funny how American remakes are kind of ass. Like that's enjoyable, I think. Whereas like you know, it's like a Japanese remake of a Japanese movie. It's kind of like ah, I'm less interested in that because at most you get like oh, it's Harry Curie remake. That's totally unnecessary. Yeah. Oh well, that thing's not good. Yeah. Your buddy Takeshi Mike is, uh, you know, <laughs> Big Mike. You know, Big Mike. But yeah, this uh, this movie's real good. I like it. Yeah. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Well, you know, I mean, just so you're clear here, RJ, you know that Masaki Kobayashi also directed Harry Curie. Good stuff, good, good stuff. stuff. And, I mean, who could forget his work on Kwaidan? Quite long? Uh, we've got one of his big movies that'll be coming along will be uh, The Human Condition, which I think is three films long. I'm not really interested in that because I don't like people. Ooh. Damn. Do you know what I mean? Jeez. If it was the cat condition, I'd be all over that. Okay. The kitty condition? Ooh, I like that. How about a film called Inn of Evil? Is it like a hotel that's evil-based? Uh, it's a tavern. And uh, it's yeah, based I'm on, on board novel. With that. It could be... Uh, I'm not sure if it's a ghost story or not. There's really not much of a synopsis at all for this movie. Interesting. I mean, you could interpret that in many ways. Many, 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 many ways. Many, pretty, pretty many ways. See, so like those, uh, what are these called? Shabana films, which is, I guess, I don't know. S- samurai movies. Is that what they're called? Yeah. So. Shobanas? Sh- Shabana? Like, yeah. I mean, I guess. You guess. You better. I guess. All right. So. I don't know. Okay. Calm, calm down over there. I don't know. I don't know. Sh- sh- sorry. Shambara. Shambara. 
the the or yeah, it's a Japanese sword play film. Okay, RJ. Yeah. Sword of the Beast. Oh sure. Um, you know about you know about this beast? Uh, I know of the sword. Well, it's from 1965. It's two years earlier. Directed by one Hideo Gosha. He's another uh, director of some note. We'll talk about that later. Uh, synopsis for Sword of the Beast. Legendary swordplay filmmaker Hideo Gusha's Sword of the Beast chronicles the flight of the low-level swordsman Genosuke, who kills one of his ministers as part of a reform plot. His former comrades then turn on him, and this betrayal mm-hmm. so shakes his sense of honor that he decides to live in the wild like an animal. <laughs> I can't read that Is without that thinking. What it says? Like like an animal. I'm like, was this Danny DeVito <laughs> growling it? Like an like, a, like an animal down here in the sewer. <laughs> in his yeah, in his little not, in his little uh, union suit. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Hey, speaking of suits, I forgot we never mentioned in the news the uh, Super Mario movie. News. No, that's fine. Who cares? Okay, we can move on. But yeah, like an animal. There, as an animal, he joins up with a motley group who are illegally mining the Shogun's gold, and with the aid of another swordsman, gets a chance not just at survival but to recover his name and honor. Hmm. Um, is that what happens in this film? I don't know, RJ. Um. You, you, you take me through this one because I I watched. You want this. me to describe? Yeah, yeah you, you you walk me through this movie. I want, I want to see if you can enliven it for me. Okay. Day of the Beast. Uh, this this like the hair on display in this movie is very. I was gonna. Is very loafy. I must say, I I I, I hated this man's haircut so much. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I was literally going to lead with, we got a guy with a high and tight haircut. Oh, yeah. It is quaffed, as Seven of Nine would put it. Quaffed. Mm. No. So we got this guy, and he is doing things. And Okay, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you. I watched this whole movie, and I'm not even going to lie to you. I was watching this whole movie. I didn't even really look at my phone too much. This is what This is my take three days later. We got a guy. He's in things that he doesn't want to be into, and he decides to go into something else. We have some other people who are also involved in things that they don't want to be involved in, so they go do something else. They all meet up as panhandlers in the gold rush Yeah. in 1700s California. They're all there panhandling gold, and <laughs> they are ready for action. This one guy, he's kind of a vagabond. He's kind of walking around, but maybe is he tough? We don't know. So he's there doing his thing. He wants gold. We have Guy and his wife. They're also there doing things. They want gold. Uh, and there's a clan of samurais somewhere away on the mountain. And they want to have their hand in the gold, but they just want to claim the gold. They're kind of like landlords. You know, they just want a Land little. Landlords. Landlords. They want they want a little taste. Gabagool style. Right. So they just want to taste. Wet their beak. Uh, they want to wet their beak a little bit. So they're like, all right, yeah, they're moving along. There's also uh, other vagrants who are scoundrels who try to get people and steal their gold. So those guys are also in play at this time. Uh, we have uh, everything's fine for a while until we have some of the scoundrel guys come up. And they're like, hey, 
they get the one guy who has a wife and they said, hey, we're going to get you or we're going to get your wife. So give us the gold or we're going to do things to your wife. And he says, do it. I don't care. And they go, really? And the wife goes, really? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I'm just here for gold, boys. And they're like, okay, we'll do it then. So then the other guy with the high and tight haircut comes and he goes, yeah, yeah. And he kills them. No. Uh, well, he kills a couple of them. Then they run away. And high and tight haircut and then other guy's wife start to form a relationship where that guy's like, your husband was really going to leave you, hey? And she's like, yeah, what about you? And he's like, well, the clan. And he's like, oh, the clan. <laughs> so uh, they, they start working a little bit. They get more gold. And then eventually more of these guys come by. And then one of the clan's top samurai comes. And he's like, I'm coming to collect gold. And then high and tight hair, haircut is like, nah, we don't work for you anymore. So they have like a brief battle uh, for honor or whatever. And then they hear screams and the girl's in trouble. So their honor is mm-hmm. like, oh, we should go see what's up. And girlfriend gets raped a lot uh, is what is implied. Or maybe see, not. But, I don't know what a lot is. I think more than wasn't it, once is Wasn't it unfortunate lot. that, you know, uh, Samurai Rebellion really like, you know, uh, chaunced out on the uh, on the rape, you know? Because I was uh, the whole time I've after watching, I was like, man, you know what this Japanese movie was missing? You know, that it seems like half of them have some kind of so, grisly so, so, rape so, 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 Yeah, some chasing around. Off, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's the threat like, oh, of the good. ever-present threat. Uh, yeah, it's good. I'm like, oh, thank, thank you, Sword of the Beast, for uh, bringing bringing it back. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's so been they, a, it's been a while in the collection, John, uh, since since we saw it last in the last three out of fucking five movies. Yeah, uh, it's ever present. Uh, I don't know why John <laughs> insisted on having rape in every one of his movies, every other one. It happens every so, day, RJ. Don't you understand? Well, I, we have to confront I mean, it. I, it has to be seen. I I realize it's that. Just, it's a it's a strange preoccupation with a lot of filmmakers, though. It's kind of like, what are we going to do with these characters? I don't know. Well, well they're all... let me look at my idea book. Eighty <laughs> percent of filmmakers are incels, though, Jerry. You have to realize that. Well, I was discussed last week. Bad That's... directors are bad dudes. Yes, they are. They're very bad dudes. So yeah, anyway, she got raped, and then uh, haircut and clan leader guy go to try to fix it. They kill the guys, and then she's just kind of there. And then uh, the movie kind of just ends at that point, Jared. They're kind of like, well, that's that for this day. See you later. And they all kind of move on. <laughs> they leave without a fight. Yeah. So is uh, am I wrong, or is that this entire movie? Did yeah. I miss well, so there's this, like, why, is he, why does the high and tight wind up here? And we find out I via don't... flashback... Um, that he was like he was plotting against a higher ranked samurai who has been a disappointment and he's like yeah yeah we got to take care of this but he got fucked he thought it was all going to be great afterwards but it's like no 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 he killed him i can't like i can't believe it so he loses his position and now he's on the run he can mess up dudes left and right uh we don't know all this though he winds mm-hmm. up basically one of the early scenes in the movie um that i can recall is he shows up at this um kind of an inn and there's some gambling going on and he kind of throws uh i think one of his weapons or maybe it's like one of those weird bars because i can't keep track of all the different japanese currencies they have where it's like we're announcing 
10 Ryu for this. And everyone goes, oh, 10 Ryu. Oh. And then later on, it's like, oh, I'll put on t- two Ryu's or something like that. I, I can't remember how the, the, there, what the breakdown is. something. It's interchangeable. And you're just like, I guess, sure. That sounds like a lot of money or not a lot of money. It's been a long time since I read uh, all whatever is 28 volumes of Lone Wolf and Cub. Um, mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew a lot more about Japan. That's where also I learned about the, 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 the beautiful music and lyrics of Japanese music. Like what? Can, uh, you, can you say a couple? Well, no, there's like the one. Uh, it's like, Mr. P, Mr. Rabbit, and it's like a children's song. And you're just like, hmm, how would this sound? Because <laughs> in English, my word. My word. Mr. P, Mr. Rabbit. Mr. Carrot. And is this that hippopotamus song? The fat hippopotamuses that you were talking about earlier? Well, we'd have to have to go back and read those. Though not when the hippos crash the dance. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. Something different, eh? Yeah, something all together different. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Check it out. Lone and Cup. Good com- good comics. And those movies uh were pretty sweet too. Are you talking about the Mandalorian? <sighs> no. But you know what you know what's n- not as good and as the Lone Wolf and Cub movies? Uh Sword of the Beast? Correct. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's got a great name. It sure does. It ain't good. It's, it's almost confusing because you're like, we just watched Sword of Doom. What, what's the Sword of the Beast? Is this like the the further adventures of that guy? I thought he was dead or was about to hope. get killed. Or maybe it's like, now nah, he got he got over it. He got better. Is this, a, is this another? Yeah. But no, no, not at all. This is just a, it's a cool ass title. Gets people, uh, get their asses in those seats that producers are very, very um, interested in is making sure those seats are occupied at all times with buttockses because those buttockses carry people who have money to spend and they spend their time sitting around watching uh, kind of what I felt was pretty by the number samurai stuff. By the numbers, and for me as well, is not even just by the numbers. I was like, this is just kind of outright not interesting. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if it's because we're watching this back to back with like a really great movie, and watching this movie, you're like, like I don't know, because like, I part of me is trying to navigate what isn't working for me with this yeah. movie, but I kind of don't feel I felt the same way about you, Jimbo and Sanjuro too. Uh, ultimately, mm-hmm. I mean those those at least have Mifune to hang their hat on. Yes. in terms of like a central yeah. performance, um, this guy is uh, was it uh, Mikajiro Hira? I think I think he's a pretty well regarded actor. He was he's played Macbeth before. Um, he's in a whole bunch of shit. Who hasn't? No, he's in the face of another, which is actually a good movie. I don't remember his character whatsoever. Uh, maybe maybe he's not so hot in terms of movies though, because he was in. He's in an episode, one of the installments of uh, Adventures of Zatuichi. He's in Three Outlaw Samurai, and then he kind of drops off. This guy, like, I don't know, when this like little thumbnail pops up on the Criterion Channel, you're kind of like, who's this guy? <laughs> he, look, he looks like a goof with his hair. Mm. He, he didn't want to do like the hair back look with the. Uh, he didn't want to show off his widow's peak. Yeah, but I mean, hair loss is a part of life, man. It well, happens. So, so what's up with this hair? That this this loaf. I don't. I, a quaff. Yeah. 
I don't know what's up with it, but apparently the Borg would think it's pretty attractive. So apparently he was uh, has been described as Japan's best Shakespearean actor. I doubt it. It's possible. Maybe maybe you'll have to find out sometime, but you can't because he died five years ago. So I can't see this guy right now? Yeah, you can't see. Well, you could, but I wouldn't recommend it. Why? It's a free country, Jarrett. Uh, wow. Well, I don't know which... I don't know about that. I'm not sure what uh, desecration of a corpse is, but their rules are like in Japan. I imagine it's not. Whoa, whoa, great. whoa! No one's talking about desecration. I was just going for a look. Oh, uh, go for a beak. Yeah, I was just, I was just gonna see what was happening. I wasn't gonna do anything weird, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. You know. He knows. He he knows. Yeah. Well, anyways, that's uh... a. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a, a film that we watched this week. It didn't really leave too much of an impression on me either, RJ. Yeah. Yeah, I was mighty, mighty bored watching this thing. I went, I don't care about this gold rush and these people. First it's, movie it's, was real good. Yes. This one is not. Fair, and, and there's something about the focus of that movie, too. Uh, yeah. Summer Rebellion. This movie just is like, oh, there's a whole bunch of guys. There's a bunch of people. They kind of have goals, and you're like, yeah, well, I, I don't know, I guess, but do I care about any of them? No. Nah. They're just, they're all, everyone either kind of sucks or miserable. They all seem like a, just a bunch of cliches. Yeah. They are, and then, I don't know, the biggest thing for me was almost kind of like, uh, uh, what did I say? It, it led me back to like, why are these movies even included together? Just because they have samurais? That seems a little superficial. Right, I guess that when they back then when they had the rights to these yeah. movies, they're like, "Hey, how do we put these together?" And like, I don't know. Put them all together, make a big samurai love fest. Do you like four samurai movies? Kind of like four movies that take place in North America. It's all North America. Just throw them together. You know, you know, RoboCop, Five Easy Pieces, uh, Ken Burns Baseball, and um, uh. I don't know. What's another movie, Jared? Or that's it. Those movies could go together, right? Uh, let's see here. So, in the essay, uh, Sword of the Beast, Rebel, sure. Samurai, Rebel Samurai Cinema. This is a pretty good write-up describing why these Chambara movies were getting made in such a volume. And why there's so many of them, their importance. Uh, there is a bit of a synopsis. Oh, look, mentioning Harry Curie, which, of course, you know, is A number one, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw it. There we go. Uh, Gosha's equally impressive Sword of the Beast followed on three outlaw samurai's heels, bringing back Hira as a rebel samurai on the run after being tricked into assassinating a clan minister in the name of reform, pursued by the deceased man's daughter and her fiancé. Okay, I see. As well as other clan samurai, he takes refuge in a forbidden valley reserved for shogunate gold prospectors. There, he encounters another low-ranking samurai and his wife, secretly mining gold for their own bankrupt clan. Before the swift film, swift film, RJ, is over, Gosha not only puts on a display some of the most amazing swordplay yet to grace Japanese movie screens, he also tears to shreds every single hypocritical tenant 
of the Samurai Code. When was this am- most amazing swordplay ever? I, I don't remember that. It happens, but I don't remember anything about it, so I don't know. I guess we just don't know about uh, medieval Japan, RJ, or uh, feudal? Japan. feudal feudal Japan. Yeah, Jerry, you got to get that right, buddy. Yeah, People are going to well, say we're talking about Edo's, and they already hate us. They already hate us. Well, fuck them. They don't know. Yeah. This movie's not good, and they're not good. Though Gosha exhibited no explicit political bent and was vocally opposed to including messages, in quotes, in his films, all of his productions mm. from these exhilarating early Chambara to later samurai gems are savagely critical of established authority and bourgeois hypocrisy. Fuck what? off. Bourgeois? Okay. Much like the work of Americans Anthony Mann and Sam Peckinpah, Gosha's films reflect a rugged individualism bound up with personal honor and integrity and a ferocious self-reliance in the face of overwhelming adversity. Um, yeah. How overwhelmed are you in when it comes to adversity? Very. I don't. I avoid it at all costs. You do? No. Run For away. Run away. Run away home? Mm hmm. Run forest? Is that the same movie? Just go on. Get. 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 I say that to my cat once sometimes. I'm going, get. Mm hmm. Oh, get. <laughs> she doesn't listen. No? Nah, she's, she just she stays. So not, not a good kitty. No, I mean, she just she doesn't listen. <laughs> that's, that, that's cats. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah boring <laughs> uh, that's what people want yeah i have a niece who uh that's what she just says sometimes she goes boring and because uh, she's like you guys are boring me and we go okay what what insights how, how old is this child she's like seven. Oh, cool yeah so boring do you, do you, i'm gonna do, let me do, do you do you do it back to her yeah I give her a little flick. Mm. Oh yeah, a little bit. You know of, what I mean? A little bit of physical abuse. Cool. A little bump. Cool. Bonk. You ain't bonk, never bonk, flicked anyone. Bonk. Wow. You ever bonked anyone? People, people should see what's going on on the camera. I'm seeing Jesus. I'll give you a bonk right now. Wow. I'll bonk anyone anytime. So, who hates these movies? I don't know. Christian. Bostaff. Oh, okay. On Samurai Rebellion. One and a half stars. Okay. Boy, was this movie extremely long for no reason. I mean, there's just so much unnecessary talking. The talking is just build up. That feels to me that leads to some cool fighting in the end, but it's defiantly not worth it. Do you think his last name is actually Bostaff, or do you think he did it ironically? What? Do you think his last name is actually Bostaff? Sure. You... Why not? Why wouldn't it be? Because well, Bostaff is like a weapon, right? It'd be like someone's last name being like Machine Gun. Well, it's not spelt like Bostaff. It's not two Sound? Fs. Anyways. Yeah, but I, you know I don't know how to spell. Yeah. Tell, tell me about uh, their taste in movies, though. Please. Well, I mean, they gave five stars to Beyond the Black Rainbow. That's, you know what I mean? That's a bad miss. And I mean, five stars to Stalker, which I mean, I know Stalker's supposed to be okay, but I feel like... Oh, hey, are you watching Colorado uh, Space this time around? I can. You should. 
I'm, I'm very curious what you think of it. Yeah. This dude gave half a star to Killer Sofa, which I know is one of your favorite See, films. What a what a what a dis- what a disappointment. They also gave half star to uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So I don't really know what to think of this person. They do a podcast or review thing of some some sort. Oh, There's a link in their bio, but uh, oh no, I probably wouldn't follow it. Yeah. How about Grant from Savages? I mean, potentially, we could find Grant. Two stars. The plot of this film is just designed to put off the inevitable. It's painfully obvious what is going to happen, and all you can do is admire Kobayashi's work and try your best to not yell at the TV. The middle felt like an experiment to see how many ways characters can say the exact same thing. Also, I used to think the character motives in Kiri Kiri were spelt out a little too on the nose, but after having this movie shove it all down my throat, I appreciate Harry Kiri more. I, um, I always always just assume that when someone talks about things being shoved down their throat, they're yelling it. I know, and at the same time, it's like stop watching then if you don't like that. Um, what is it? If this person they had a, a link to their youtube which doesn't look good but i mean they only have like 800 less subscribers than us so what does that tell you uh i i think it's because nobody wants to listen to 50 minute long reviews on movies i mean that's generally it's probably, probably fair but fuck them fuck um i don't know a lot of criterions in their favorite films Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Five stars to Straw Dogs. You know, this person's an incel. Uh, fuck. There's nothing even... See, here's the thing. There's nothing even really interesting here. It's just... I'm looking at their high stars, their low stars, and nothing interesting. They did give... One of their favorite films is The Plumber, which is a cool movie. Mm-hmm. I like The Plumber. But I don't know what any of this other shit is. 19 from 2000... Te- uh, Tekash- uh, Tekashita Performance 2 Godzilla vs. Mito Coleman I don't know Magic Portal from 1998 I have no idea what any of this is Okay Yeah I have okay. no idea Well what about for Sword of the Beast what about Oh look it? it's Grant from Savages Who also gave this movie Two stars Okay The sword play is great it's well shot, but it certainly isn't for the feminists. <laughs> I normally what? don't care about that sort of thing. Sexism what? and the like is an unfortunate reality you need to be prepared for with older films. But wi- but women got it so rough in this one that it's too much to shrug off as dated. Worse, that the movie didn't seem too interested to treat that as a particularly bad thing, which honestly got distracting when everything female character was getting hit from every angle without any acknowledgement legitimately pulled me from the climax. It's really a shame, because this film would have been solid otherwise. I'm so confused at this person. They're like, I am usually don't care about this thing. You know, women get in it rough, and then you go, what? <laughs> usually, but, they, but it's too rough. Well, not to their liking. Yeah, that's a... It certainly isn't for the feminists. You mean people who think people should be treated equally? I Yeah, I'm very confused. What? what? Like, oh, those people? Very confused. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm not one of those, though. You know, you know not one of those but ones. women's lib? 
One of the real ones, right, Jer? Uh, yeah, real ones. It's a real. It's a real shame. Um, yeah. Austin Lu- Austin Lugar. Sure. Two like stars. Lugar. Lugar. Uh, Ar actually. Oh. Two stars. An asshole samurai kills a guy he shouldn't have, and then is surprised when everyone treats him like an asshole. I'm fine with an unlikable protagonist, but I'm not okay with such a boring one note one. I mean, they five starred Hamilton the musical. Okay. Which I don't know why that stands out to me. I've never seen Hamilton. I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. It. I don't know if anyone that we ever like click on have ever watched Hamilton. It's never. Really, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they have, but now maybe we'll keep an eye out on that. I just, I don't know. I, I see that and I go, I've never seen this, but how could anyone be five starring this thing? It just doesn't seem like that kind of experience, you know. I I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, their half-star films include things like Vanilla Sky, Batman v Superman, which are both good shows, and fuck, I don't know, Over the Top. That's a great movie, right, Jared? You like Over the Top, don't you? You, you want to hear from people who love Sword of the Beast? Uh, I guess. I guess. Ugh, man. It's gonna be. It's gonna be bad. It's, 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 these are these are some of these are very letterboxed. Uh, like yeah. Plague Doctor, five stars. Mm-hmm. Simply sharp and furnace heated, urgent intensity. Hills of ruthlessness. The rage and greed that surfaced from a gold search in the mountains. The butchery in bold of the ugly beasts italicized. Unconscience sprinkled like gold dust. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Too, too much. No. no. Uh, I don't know. This person's from the Philippines, and all the movies that they like, Here, it's like, here, I don't know any of these people. Uh, my favorite directors, Takeshi Kitano, Sabu, Larissa Shapiko, Momoko Ando, Kiyoshi Kurosawa, Ringo Alam. I don't know any of these people. I mean, you probably R- do, Ringo, but yeah, I don't. I do. That's you fine. Know, I don't know. I just, I, yeah. Hills of ruthlessness. They gave the hot chick with Rob Schneider a half a star, which I think is unfair. <laughs> that movie's got some charm to it. It's okay. not a it's not a half a star film. Okay. All right. Yeah, you know? I got I got some more good through here, RJ. Okay. I'm gonna read some of these. How about Jarrett J? Their name's spelt wrong. Um, no, spelt wrong. Uh five oh. stars. A gripping tale of the duty of a samurai. Does he follow or live in the wilderness? Um, all I know is that this person five-starred Signs, and I'm pretty on board with that. Okay. But they also five-starred Baby Driver, and I'm not on board with that. And they only have four half-star films. Because I said so with Diane Keaton, Mr. Magoo, <laughs> the Leslie Nielsen film, yeah. one of the Dragonheart sequels, and uh, Rat Race from 2001. Aww. And again, Rat Race is a, it's not, a pretty good show. It's not that bad. No, Rat Race is not, a fine show. It's not, yeah, it's not good, but it's not bad. It's not it's bad. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, how about one more? Troy Guevara's five stars. My that. God, samurai films are so fucking awesome. This film is filled with so much badassery. The action is wonderfully <laughs> shot and so well choreographed. The characters are compelling, especially our protagonist. So it makes it all the more satisfying. Satisfying. 
satisfying whenever he has a showdown also near he near he end of the film he utter what i think is now one of my favorite lines of dialogue in film history i um what <laughs> this movie has dialogue what? this movie has memorable dialogue uh, you want to hear some badassery films that he uh, this person's also given uh, the favorite film treatment? Please. Empire Strikes Back, Avengers: Infinity War, and then Harry Carey in Tokyo Story. So uh, they like Japanese movies, and then they like Marvel and Star Wars movies. Which okay, I yeah. guess yeah. you know. All right, whatever. Whatever, lots of five star films, nothing crazy, nothing interesting. Yeah, people saying this is truly underlooked banger. Holy shit, I wish I watched this sooner and didn't put it off for so long. Untrue. Um, Untrue. I've said it once and I'll say it again. I love samurai films. Is that the whole review? This one is really special with so many characters in such little time, all developing into a unique web of chaos. Not really. All of these characters are painted a shade darker than many of the contemporary samurai film characters of the time, of the time, of all time. They're Not more really. dirty, more greedy, more roguish, and more flawed. It makes for a great watch as you can't really tell who will even come out on the other end. The sword fights are phenomenal using the setting so spectacularly, whether it's cr a cramped in or a ranging river, you feel the whole environment and gravity of these dirty little fights. It's a take on samurai films that's mm. very distinct in how it depicts character very. by creating very strong twists on the concept of honor by making the bees have it and the warriors none. The beasts. Very. <laughs> the beasts. Very. Very beast. Yikes. Yikes, oh, yikes, yikes. Oh, that didn't help me make like this movie anymore. Whatever. Nah. Pe people like it. Good. I'm glad. Maybe they just didn't make the same mistake that we did uh, of doing this podcast where you have to watch two these movies all in a row. Or maybe Probably. not. I don't know. Maybe it's better when you're not like watching a, a, a really great movie. Or it's not to our tastes. Not... I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah, I did. Any, any uh, final thoughts on Samurai Rebellion? Part one good. of Swordplay. Yeah. Very good. Sword of the Beast? Not very good. So take it as you, take, take it as you will. Two down, two to go mm -hmm. in three weeks. In three weeks' time. Yeah. Hooray, a break. Um Ooh. and after in the in in the little in the short term, in the, for a little break. After the break, yeah, we're gonna be working on our high and tight bad haircuts, dude. I keep it high and tight always. You're, gonna, you're looking forward to it all up front. Always, looking, always. Yeah, we're gonna have some spectacular, phenomenal sword play in the Ugh. river bottom. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> uh... Okay, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be right back.
Arjim, if you yeah. were if you were a samurai, how often would you work? Part time. You can write to us at criterioncreeps at gmail.com in three weeks because we're only yes. part time. Where we continue this particular voyage into samurai swordplay and the river bottom action. Of some sort, of some sort. Keep it sheathed, boys. Ugh. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. You Farnham. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. Yes. We've got a Patreon. You can give us money. We need money. They could give us money for sure. Otherwise, you'll find us in the river bottom. Uh, and doing what down there? <laughs> Swordplay. Next week! Aye, aye, aye. It's the season of the witch, baby. <laughs> so, because what? You kick off the, the month by not doing anything. You just watch horror movies instead. It'll be great. Fuck, it's about time someone took care of us. So instead of fucking listening to our podcast, listen to yes. like, I don't know. I don't know. Let's listen to a movie, a horror movie. Download it off YouTube. Just mm-hmm. MP3 it and listen to it. Experience cinema without your eyes. Mm-hmm. That's that sounds pretty spooky. Spook-ish. No. Yeah. Uh, the week Spook after that, over. well, goddamn, yeah. RJ, it's goddamn ghoul school. What? Mm-hmm. How long is that episode going to be? Uh, it depends on which movies we start watching. So, I mean, if people want to, you know, keep up on the action, they got to be on Letterboxd. Yeah, I mean, it's going to start... I don't know about you, Jared. Um, are you going to start tomorrow, or are you going to use the day for um, reflection? Uh, yeah, I might reflect a little bit. Okay. You know. okay. Maybe uh, a movie at nighttime? Perhaps. We'll see. Perhaps. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll see. It might not be might be not kicking off till the V first. It's and fine. then keep it keep it high and tight, you know, as they say. High and tight? Yeah. Like your haircut? And the week after that will be more Samurais. Was it a Samurai Spy and a movie with the intriguing title of Kill? Uh, I like that. I didn't know how to find it for a while because I was like, what the hell is this? I was like, Samurai Kill? And then I was like, oh, it's just Kill. Kill. I didn't know. There is an exclamation mark, folks. I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe good. Probably not. A nice little breather. Probably not. After after Creeptober, it's back into the fray. Uh, no thanks. Well. Um. Well, what? Don't forget to shower, clean yourselves. Shouldn't have to tell you that at this point, but. Who, who are you I, talking to I, right now? I've heard, I've heard some things, RJ. <laughs> this is for you. This is for about your, what? This, this is for your sake. You've heard things about what? Are you <laughs> telling me to shower? I shower twice a day, buddy. There's a sloppy mess over there. You're, I you shower keep, keep, more. Take care of yourself, okay? I've been told peop, people okay. have told me to shower less. I shower twice a day. What? <laughs> going into the pizza hut to like s- throw some water under your armpits on your crotch it's not good enough buddy that's a shower why uh, why, why twi- wouldn't that be a shower twice a day why wouldn't that be a shower well, how is that not when you're down in the river bottom go go take a dip 
How? How? If your if water like, is splashing on your body in any for way, that's a shower. It doesn't matter where the water yeah. comes from. It's still warm enough you can keep your clothes on and dry off <laughs> from the sun. It's that kind of hot. If there's just, a liquid on you at all, you're being cleaned. Just gotta make sure you get none of those like river amoebas that can like get inside of you, up your prick, and do real the, bad things. Uh, uh, where? Where did you say? Well, uh, there's definitely a prick involved. A what? There's definitely a prick involved. A prick. Just like a one, jab? Just just one prick. Like the jab? <laughs> oh. The spike? The spike? <laughs> Hova spike? We're all, we're all gonna die! 